0: One, two, three. Welcome to Apologetics Live. We're here to answer your questions and challenges about God and the Bible. Meet your hosts from Striving for Eternity Ministries, Andrew Rappaport, Dr. Anthony Silvestro, and Pastor Justin Pierce. We are live, Apologetics Live, here to answer your questions, challenges, anything you have about God and the Bible, that is what this show is for. However, this week... We're not going to be having so many people come in for uh, participation. We're going to be doing this as a formal debate. So this will be a little bit different. We sometimes use this platform to do formal debates. Uh, It'll be a timed debate. I'll bring uh, the moderator in, none other than Mr. or Pastor Justin. So welcome. Uh, So what we're going to do, uh, I'm going to bring in... I'm going to try to pronounce his name. Well, why has he got a black screen? Hold on. Oh, where'd he go? Oh, that was boy. that's Doctor Silvestro. Doctor Silvestro is actually sitting. Look here. Wait, look. Wait, where's his camera? There, there's my hand. <laughs> What's that stuff on his face? He's he's right there. <laughs> yes. What, so
1: what is that on his face? It, it is uh, stuff that Julie does not like. What? And we'll be uh, shaved
0: tonight. <laughs> yeah, don't worry. My wife decided she. Didn't they were like driving, it either, so it's going. Ray just disappeared. I, I hope yeah. that um, I'll, I'll remove Anthony here. So yeah, I uh, I don't know what happened to our. So I'll. I'll I guess we'll we'll um, have to wait till he comes back in. Kind of hard to do a debate if he if he he was in. So I don't know what happened. So uh, what we try to do is we, this show Apologetics Live is a, a weekly show where we are here to answer any questions you have about God and the Bible. We usually have a topic. You can always go to apologeticslive.com to be able to see the the show or to um, join in and participate. You just go to the, the. Um, I want a refund from Facebook. users <laughs> Facebook user is going to get a refund. Yeah. By the way, you can also go to apologeticslive.com and get the instructions on how on Facebook to share your name with Streamyard so that we can see your name show up, uh, you know, like, uh, D H N did where he, we can see his name. So, and we now know who, and this is the same Facebook user Kofi who hasn't, you know, after so many mo- weeks months, he still hasn't figured it out. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but this this one's not kofi because kofi's not in the philippines says hi i'm watching from the philippines so here's the thing uh we're waiting for ray to get back in we don't know what happened there but uh we do try to use have formal debates here um i'm looking to see if he's messaging me or anything um, hello daryl daryl from the philippines yeah let's put that up there. hello daryl how you doing brother Okay, so uh, the the topic of debate, uh, and I'm going to try to answer some of this stuff while we wait for Ray to get back in here. He was just in here, and then his screen went blank, and then he disappeared. So uh, maybe his computer crashed, and we're waiting for a reboot. So uh, the the topic of the debate is going to be uh, Calvinism is useless and uh, dangerous. Uh, this was the topic that Ray ha- uh, had chosen Ray is a is from the Philippines and um, was challenging the way this came about was that uh, I guess he was challenging any Calvinist pastors I guess he was saying that there's no Calvinist pastors that could debate him someone tagged myself and James white a couple other people uh, and James and I both responded I'll get to what his response was uh, later on in the in the program Um And so, um, you know, we might as well, why don't you read that comment from from D.A. Chan there.
2: Okay, let's see what we got here. Uh, So D.A. Chan says, watching from the Philippines, although my concern is that R.A., uh, Futes, I don't remember yeah. how to pronounce it, uh, will just use this debate as a pad to, to pad his resume and make people think he's a credible debater because he has, de- quote unquote, quote unquote, debated professional debaters. Okay, well, that is, that is an option. Uh, you well, know, you honestly that's not going to happen the, if he doesn't in, show up. <laughs> it's true but you know and and then but also honesty in the uh in the details you know comes from video and audio tape so he can say what he wants but we have it on on the uh video yeah. so and you we don't uh cut out and edit videos to to uh make ourselves look better or worse we're just as good or bad as we can be right
0: <laughs> okay so i see he is typing or he was typing something on facebook so uh waiting to see what happens so it's Fuentes. Fuentes. Mr. Fuentes. Uh, Fuentes. 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 Yeah. Yep. That's why I'm going to call him Ray. <laughs> was lost. That's a good idea. I'm he kidding. said connection. So he he contacted me on Facebook, said connection was lost. I'm going back in. Okay. So sorry, folks, that this is a, a slight delay. Someone is no. asking for link to watch live. Okay. Okay. So, um. So there. So if if there, you want a, a link to share, you can share it. Uh, Thepoljaxlive dot com. That's the link you can share for people to watch. From there, they watch can watch the the YouTube version. Now, I will say the reason to go to that site is because we are going to be moving away from YouTube soon. We're going to be moving to Odyssey, and so uh, you will want to um, you'll want to be aware of that because we, we are going to eventually probably be kicked off youtube before uh it looks like chris roseborough is in the house is that there you go okay um we have we have uh kofi got figured out how to get his name there well
2: it could be him or it could be a hijacked account you know you never can trust that
0: you may want to just delete that and and, and block it (laughs) um so here's here's the thing that uh why don't you go over Uh, Justin, why don't you go over the way that uh, when Ray gets back in here, how we're going to conduct the debate. So that way, at least we won't have to go over that again.
2: Okay. um, So we've talked about it. Uh, Both parties have agreed that we're going to have an opening statement for each, 10 minutes each. Um, Then there will be a rebuttal time, um, um, 15 minutes each. And then they'll start into cross examinations, uh, twenty minutes each cross examination, uh, one minute question and two minute response. And what that basically is going to detail is this: for the person asking the question, you have one minute to ask the question, not make a statement. This isn't uh, uh, glory time. This is a and two minutes to respond. You're, you need to answer the question that's given any way you want to answer it. Just make sure that it stays within the the question. Uh, area, the genre, the question, and, uh, and we're going to go back and forth. If you decide you don't want to answer the question and want to go somewhere else with, the, with it, we'll stop the debate. We'll start the, ten, uh, the, the time back over again for the question to be asked until it is answered. Um, we're not going to go further and just you know let it be like a, a glory show. Um, they're going to be the cross-examinations, two 10-minute rounds, and then when we get finished with that, we'll have a closing 10 minutes each and uh, just for everybody to know, if you have questions for the, uh, from the audience, type them in here uh, as they go, and I will try to, to get them uh, typed up myself, and, and we'll, we'll go through those as, as best we can at the end. And so that's the way we're going to format
0: this. Okay, so Benson is saying, I probably won't go to work for this. Kidding. No, you should go to work. This is <laughs> yeah. going to be recorded. Um, we also have someone asking, which gentleman is Andrew Rappaport? It, it, it's the one that says Andrew Rappaport right mm. there. That's,
2: but then there's uh, the guy that's handsome and, and he's right here. It, what's his name? Uh, Justin. That's, Oh, that's him. Look at him.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's him right there. Anthony is, scared is the, him. <laughs> that scared him, <laughs> Well, he didn't know he was coming up on camera. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm surprised he didn't put himself on camera when you said the handsome one, but you know, uh, it, you know, he thought- well, he's, he's learning humility. Okay. It's, it's the thing. So it, it comes with,
2: it comes with a beard.
0: Yeah. <laughs> So, um, yeah, this is, this is where we're still waiting for him to connect. Um, he, he was here folks. So we know that he was able to connect. We were able to hear him. Um, and so, uh, I just, it's going to be hard since he is the one that's going to start the debate, uh, since he's taking the pro position, uh, we kind of need him here to, to start the openings. Um. So, yeah, oh, I should turn this on here. That way you can see my prettier face. See? So, now I'm in the light. Eee. All right. Um, we we have some people that are asking where he is. Uh, that's a good question right now. Um, we are prepared in case... I, I told him this debate was happening one way or the other. Um, so, in case he didn't show, we are prepared... With the empty chair.
2: Well, and in his defense, he did show up in the beginning. He, he well, did show up in the before, beginning before
0: before the beginning. So. Before the beginning. So so yeah. he he was here. Uh, and for folks who don't get the humor of the empty chair, uh, I, I'll give that while we wait for him to get in. I had a, a been for a year and a half. Had Black Hebrew Israelites. If you don't know what they're about, um, you can go to our YouTube channel, Striving for Eternity. Check out some of the shows that we've done about them you can actually see the two debates i did we had some guys that actually backed out of a debate uh we we actually had several debates set up and they were all back out over a year and a half well we had three guys it was going to be three against one three black Hebrew israelites and me and they they blocked us so we couldn't tell them the link to join and so what uh, tom the moderator did was i said hey let's just do it anyway we ended up doing the debate i did the opening, and I just told the moderator, Tom, hey, just introduce, uh, let the our, our guest introduce himself when it comes time. And so when it came that time, I brought up the empty chair for me to debate. So he said, well, we'll let our guest introduce himself, and there he was, the there picture of the empty chair, which did get a couple good laughs, but really what was good about that was it actually got Someone to actually debate me, and so we did that debate. Uh, and you know, one way of knowing that uh, you've kind of won a debate is when everybody that agrees with that person's position—in this case, Black Hebrew Israelites—they um, ended up contacting me saying that guy didn't do a good job. I can debate you, and we're like, okay, Thursday nights come in, and no one has come since. So, um, <laughs> yeah. So, so here here comes a question or.
2: Uh, maybe a statement. Uh, D.H.N. Again, he says, "I truly hope that my dear fellow Calvinists won't uh, stoop to the level of ad homs." Now, that'd be ad hominem, uh, Andrew? What's an ad hominem?
0: Well, an ad hominem is a logical fallacy when you discredit a person's argument by attacking the person. So it's when you make a a personal attack of someone. For example, um, you have someone you're you're making a argument. In this case, it would be something like, you know, that Calvinism is, is dangerous. If, if he was to say, well, Calvinism is dangerous because it teaches that uh, everything is determined. I'm hoping that's not going to be his argument. But that everything is determined by God and we have no choice. If, if that's going to be his argument and I was to turn around and say something like, well, that's just because you're not intelligent enough to understand it. Yeah. Th- what am I doing? I'm discrediting the argument being person. made by attacking the person yeah. um and at this point i'm going to ask him Is if he's coming back in
2: yeah and, and so uh da just just so you know we don't operate that way um number one uh despite the calvinist uh, question it's not christian um uh that's the most important issue would christ want us to behave in such an unbecoming manner and the answer is no we don't uh, we don't go out and attack people and try to, to try to uh, disabuse them of their names and their reputation just by going after people in that that context. What we want to do is we want to use uh, the the, gr- the grammar, the history. We want to use the con- the context of the Word of God. We want to use the the writings and let the authorial intent take place. Uh, when it comes to Calvinism and the debate there, it's going to be based upon the Scripture. Um, and we will talk about the history of, of Calvinism and, and where it comes from, the Arminian side as well. Um, so that's that's just where we stand. And so I, I hope that settles settles that question. And um, if there's any more.
0: So. Yeah. I mean, it, uh, sorry, folks, for those folks who, who came in at this point, um, the person I was supposed to be debating, Ray, was here uh, in the pre-show uh, for about five minutes or so. And... Um, then as soon as we went live, uh, he disappeared. He said he is, his connection was lost and he's going, coming back in. But that was, uh, some time ago. Um,
2: so, so just so everybody can have a, a, a real good example of an ad hominem. Um, if I was to say something like, like Drew Vanita is, um, He's always wrong because, well, he's ugly. That would be a that would be an ad hominem, you know. it's like it's like it's, I'm not really appealing to to anything. And I'm telling the truth, but, but I'm just
0: kidding. <laughs> and, yeah, and Andrew and, and, and uh, Drew is saying there that the, the comment you put up, you put the comment whoops. up, but you never read it. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I've never heard Andrew use an ad hominem. I,
2: I use them all the time against Drew, but he's a great, brother. He's so. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding.
0: Oh. So uh, Brett's asking, where's the beef? That's, that's, that's an American joke. <laughs> okay. Uh, so for, for those in the Philippines, they won't get that. That's from a commercial in the, what, the nineties, um, Wendy's. A Wendy's commercial. Um, so, all right, why don't we do this? Uh, because I don't, you know, we're, we're 15 minutes in. Yeah. Um, and so, uh, why don't I, we'll at least give some updates on some stuff, uh, ministry-wise and Apologetics Live-wise, waiting. We'll give them a couple more minutes and then assume that uh, we're going to do this debate without them. But uh, the... um, And so, uh, some people are putting comments in Philippines, so I can't read that. Sorry. Um, It might be good to... uh, for folks from the Philippines, if you have comments, to put them in English, uh, especially if you're asking questions. Um, So... What here we comes, oh, Here comes someone. Let's see if this is... Ray, is that you?
3: No, it's me, Pastor uh, Andrew, uh, Pastor Nilo from Imos, Kabite.
0: How you doing, Pastor?
3: Yeah, I was monitoring your uh, progress about the debate, but uh, it seems I, I was contacting Ray uh what's ha- what's happening and uh, he hasn't answered yet
0: okay okay
3: so we'll wait for him
0: yep will ha- I will
3: call him also I will try to get get in touch with him
0: okay thank you good thanks and uh, okay. if you stay in here since you're in here there's a private chat I'll put you in the backstage and you can still communicate with us through private chat okay. if you hear anything That's from him good. all right. That's- And then, let's see, we have uh, Equipping the Saints. How are you, sir? Oh, we can't hear Uh, you. Can you guys hear me? Now we hear you.
4: Uh, Hey, uh, Andrew, while we're waiting, uh, I wanted to ask you a question. Why don't you introduce uh, yourself for folks who don't know who you are? (laughs) 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 I'm sorry. I'm Rob Barnhart. I am the uh, resident confessional Lutheran that every once in a while pops in and uh, bothers Andrew.
0: (laughs) Well, for folks who don't know, you've also been, we've had, usually I'm moderating the debates on this channel, not always doing them, but you, I moderated two debates, I think with you and... Uh, Ken Cook, right? Did you do two or was it just you, you
4: one? one? You did one. did one for me. Oh, uh, that's right. It was, uh, and, and then another for a uh, uh, two other for maybe a different Lutheran guy. Yeah, uh, I believe Evan Fist. Okay. if I can remember correctly. All right. Well, uh, so I, I wanted to have a. I wanted to ask you a question about predestination and election, uh, and uh, predestination for knowledge. Do, do you? I know that you would probably say that they're linked, but would you say that they're the same thing?
0: Mm. Theologically, no. Um, and I see Ray coming in, but I'm going to wait till his camera comes up and then we'll bring him back, back in. Uh, theologically, they're, they're addressing kind of two different, two different things. Some might see it as, as, you know, two sides of the same coin. They, they do have some interplay, but I, I would argue and uh, I'll make this case when when we get into the debate I, I'll, I make the argument that when we talk about things like predestination and election, those are terminology that we use or that God uses for things we can't comprehend. And so, God, we we always have to remember God is outside of time, and God is omniscient. Being omniscient, he knows all things. It's not that he has to observe something happening to know what's going to happen. He knows it. And because he's eternal, he's outside of time, these things will, you know, are all, if we can think about it, the same eternal now for God. And being such, I think that as we examine that, the reality is that we're God's going to speak in a language that we can comprehend things like saying we're elect before the foundation of time. I I refer to that as being of baby talk. God speaking down to us to try to explain what we can never really comprehend. I mean, the, the main point of that is not to explain a chronological events, but to say you had nothing to do with your salvation. You know all right can I ask you one more question before sure. you have your guest on? Yeah. yeah I'm waiting for his camera to come up it looks like I'm gonna I'll add him to all the right. screen so that's what we're well, saying
4: I just wanted to ask you if you think that the eternal decree as the Calvinists understand it is necessary for God
0: to have foreknowledge is the eternal decree necessary for God to have foreknowledge well foreknowledge would the way we think of foreknowledge is to know beforehand right? and that's a human th- thinking god never god in a sense doesn't have foreknowledge the way we to often think about it right because he has he's has omniscience he has a complete knowledge and it it doesn't ha- it's not based upon what we do or or what what you know he doesn't have to observe it if if that if that makes sense now when it comes to his decree we get into a whole thing there of is he forcing things or is it just that he knows what's going to happen so
4: no 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 I'm, I'm just trying yeah. I'm, I'm trying to think through our our confessions on election
0: yeah in, in well, let's, with
4: the Calvinists and trying to figure out, out how to well since Ray's here why don't we why don't we pick that up next week and, and see what the distinctions
0: yeah, why, don't, why don't we try to pick that up next week on Apologetics Live um, since sure. Ray, Ray are you, you uh, your microphone working there
5: Yes, I think. Okay. Uh, I'm sorry for that.
0: All right. Uh, A slight delay, about 20 minute delay, but we will get started. Um, sure. So, um, no I Yeah, no problem. And uh, so, once you are, are you you ready? <laughs> yes,
2: uh, ready here.
0: Okay, so let me. Uh, we'll get the. I'll, I'll start the clock on my side, and you can start the clock okay, on your side. ready?
2: Are you ready to ready to start the clock and uh, Andrew, are you ready? Yes. Okay, three, two, one, start.
0: Ray, you start with your opening.
5: All right, so my opening statement, right? Uh, okay. All right, um, good morning and good night. Uh, I mean, good evening, everyone, and good morning here in the Philippines. Um, thank you for uh, the opportunity that we can uh, discuss here in this uh, um this format uh, striving for eternity org, and thank you for, um, uh, for inviting me and um, for uh, taking up the the challenge, uh, um, Dr. Rapaport, how do you pronounce it? I'm sorry if I uh, pronounce it uh, incorrectly. Now, um, I do apologize first of all for uh, the theme or the the proposition that I made. Uh, if it might uh sound uh, offensive but uh, that's the only way that I can uh, uh, make up the uh, the theme or the proposition for this uh, debate uh, tonight and um, first of all I would like also to put some uh, scope of limitation when I uh, when I say that uh, Calvinism is uh, useless and dangerous I'm talking about the uh, soteriology of the uh, reform uh, that would be uh, the, the 2 Right. Um, uh, T stands for uh, total depravity and uh, U unconditional election, uh, limited atonement, irresistible grace, and also the perseverance of the saints. So that's uh, that is what uh, I meant of uh, Calvinism. So uh, the proposition here is that Calvinism is useless, uh, useless and dangerous. That is my uh, uh, proposition. Uh, this uh, for this debate. So, first off, uh, the useless side. Now, um, I I think if I were a Calvinist or if we are going to embrace Calvinism, the tulip, I think it's uh, useless for, uh, first of all, for in the area of evangel- evangelism. So, in the area of evangelism uh, to the unsaved or to the, um, to the unbelievers, I think it is uh, useless. Because as far as I know, um, at least uh, at, at least on my friends from my friends, uh, Calvinist uh, friends, they uh, they said to me that it's uh, Calvinism is uh, meat for, for unbelievers. They cannot understand it, so they uh, they don't have to know it first. Uh, with um, my Calvinist friends, they go out there uh, doing uh, evangel- uh, evangelism, uh, presenting the gospel. You don't want to go the, out there and present uh, the tulip to the unbelievers. So I think uh, that in that sense, uh, Calvinism is useless to the unbelievers. Um, if, you, if I were a Calvinist, I think I, I, I have to uh, share straightly the, the gospel, and you're going to present the gospel to them, but uh, they don't have to know um, Calvinism or the tulip. So that, uh, that is, uh, in that sense, uh, it's uh, useless. Now... Um, after that, presenting the gospel to the unbelievers, and then if they are going to believe and receive that gospel, put their trust in the Lord Jesus Christ, then uh, they will be uh, they will be baptized, and after that, they will be added into the t- local church. Now, um, after that, we are going to disciple them. If we're going to disciple them, we're going to teach them, as what the Bible says in uh, Matthew chapter twenty-eight, verse nineteen and twenty. That uh, it says there uh, go ye into all the worlds, worlds, or uh, teach all nations, baptizing them the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you all way, even unto the end of the world. So the uh, believers, uh, I mean uh, the the newly saved person or the newly professed uh, believers, we're going to teach them uh, the way of Christ and uh, the 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 commandments of Christ. Uh, to do giving and uh, evangeliz- evangelism, uh, do missions, and everything that you can do. Uh, by the way, um, when, when I say uh, we can do as believers, I'm not saying that we are doing it uh, on ourselves. We believe that uh, in the Philippians chapter 2, verse number 13, that it is God which worketh in us, both to will and to do of His uh, good pleasure. So uh, I'm not saying, uh, this just don't misunderstand me when I say that... Uh, um those things that we're going to do in order for us to serve the Lord Jesus Christ so we have a saying that we are saved to serve so when we are going to teach as a as a young pastor I will be teaching these uh, newly uh, baptized saved and baptized believers or profess profess uh Christians we are going to teach them uh the way of Christ and uh, uh the commandments of Christ and to do things that are pleasing in the sight of God. And you don't have to tell, uh, you don't have to know uh, Calvinism in order for you to do this, uh, in order for you to se- uh, serve the Lord Jesus Christ, the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, in order for you to do missions, in order for you to, uh, to, do, to give uh, uh, everything you can, uh, you can give to support the ministry and uh, to sing in the choir and everything, all of that uh, stuff that we're doing. You don't have to uh, know Calvinism. So it's uh, still useless for uh, we as non-Calvinists. We don't have to be a Calvinist in order for us to do these things that we are doing right now. And I believe also that uh, Calvinists also are doing like uh, evangelism, uh, do missions and everything that they're doing for uh, the glory of God, uh, for their service to the Lord uh, Jesus Christ. Um, you are, what you're doing now is we are also doing it uh, on our side as a non-Calvinist. So that is, uh, that Calvinism, Calvinism really is useless, uh, to the unbelievers and also here in our camp, like the the nine non-Calvinists on our camp. You, we don't have to do it, uh, we don't have to know it. We don't have to, uh, uh, embrace Calvinism in order for us To serve our Lord Jesus Christ And we can do those things that you're doing As Calvinists are doing And uh, we also as non-Calvinists We are also doing what we can In order for us to serve uh, Better the Lord Jesus Christ uh, Till he comes So everything those uh, the, uh, every, uh, Everything that we're doing We can do it Even as a non-Calvinist so uh, that is useless in that sense. Now uh, let's go to the danger because that is my theme. Uh, the danger of Calvinism. If we're going to embrace Calvinism, Calvinism first of all makes Christians uh, liars in evangelism. Uh, why does it say? Uh, why, why does I say so? Uh, Calvinism makes Christians liars. Why? Uh, in Article Five uh, here, uh, there there's a link here on my uh, presentation, but I cannot uh, uh, share it right now. But there is a link here. Um, Article 5, uh, there in uh, Canons of Dort, number uh, 2, uh, I have the link here if you if you want the link, because I've uh, 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 to, uh, to, uh, taken this online. So it says here, Article 5, the mandate to proclaim the gospel to all. Moreover, and I quote, quote-unquote, uh, Moreover, it is the promise of the gospel that whosoever believes in Christ crucified shall not perish but have every, uh, eternal life. This promise together with the command to repent and believe ought to be announced and declared without uh, differentiation uh, or discrimination to all nations and people to whom God, in His good pleasure, sends the gospel. So uh, they believe Calvinism also believes uh, believe that uh, the proclamation of the gospel is uh, for all. Uh, it says here there's no discrimination and differentiation. So uh, in Article 8 also... The saving effectiveness of Christ's death for it was the entirely, uh, quote, for it was the entirely free plan and very gracious will and intention of God, the father, that the enlivening and saving effectiveness of his son's costly death should work itself out in all the elect. It says there in order that God might grant justifying faith to them only and there lead them to uh, without fail to salvation. So did you catch that? Uh, The evangelism is for all, uh, no discrimination, uh, no uh, differentiation. But um, the effectiveness of that is uh, in all the elect, just only to the elect. And God might grant a justifying faith to them only. So that makes uh, Christians uh, liars in evangelism because when you go out there, you don't know who are the elect. You don't know who are the uh, non-elect, and uh, you are going to use John three sixteen uh, for God to so love the world, and then you, uh, maybe you are going to use because uh, in evangelism I am using uh, of course I need to use how that God uh, demonstrate His love, so I'm going to use uh, Romans chapter eight verse number uh, five verse number eight that uh, you're going to say to them that Christ died for you, but if that is a non- that is non-elect, I believe that you are go uh, you are. Uh, you believe also that uh, you 've been doing uh, evangelism that uh, you cannot um, you cannot avoid to uh, share the gospel to the non elect and you 're going to say to them that yeah, God loves you and he Christ died for you, but that is not so in the uh, in Calvinism because uh, God only loved the elect and he also loved i mean he will uh, uh, Christ died for only that uh, uh, All right. salvation All right. is for the elect only for the elect so that makes uh, us a liar if we're going to embrace that and also uh yes in article 9 the fulfillment of god's plan also the uh,
2: code. this okay ray ray yes Ray, uh we, we've what, about 30 seconds over we will go ahead um, and start uh, good uh, job thank you okay. um all right so uh, let's, let's try to stick to our time so everybody has a, a fair chance to to go back and forth uh it be andrew's time uh, we're going to start at 10 minutes and uh, let me see if I can pull this up. I think it pulls up, doesn't it, Andrew? Well, anyway, there it is. Um, we'll start it, and then we'll. Uh, I'll, I'll let uh, you have your – are you ready, Andrew? Uh, you're muted. I thank you are.
0: There we go. Sorry. Helps okay. if I unmute. All right. Here we go. Ready? ready? Yep. All right. So the topic today uh, is – is calvinism is useless and dangerous um i appreciate ray coming on uh the thing about this is when we talk about something being useless or dangerous obviously uh some would say that if it's dangerous it's therefore going to be useless But when we say something is useless, it means it has no use. One of the things I believe we're going to see when we get to the cross-examination is the fact that I don't believe that Ray knows what Calvinism is. I know he, in our exchanges that we had in pre-debate, I was trying to get definition so we do not misrepresent each other's side so that we could be uh, not waste your time as a as a audience who are watching and listening now with that uh we got the de- i got the definition that you guys heard which is TULIP, and then a what the acronym stands for so what is calvinism well in in a high level let's start with the fact that calvinism is the understanding that uh god is the one who has Uh, saved us, that we have, for those of us who know Christ, that God did all of the work. It was not our choosing, but God's choosing. In other words, God did 100% of the work. If we do any of it, if we add to any of it, the idea then is the fact that we have saved ourselves. So at a high level, that is what Calvinism would be. It is a focus on the sovereignty of God. Now, I will tell you that I would much rather stand before God and claim that God is greater than he is than to stand before God and say that man is greater than he is. It is a much safer position to put more trust in God's sovereignty than human sovereignty. Therefore, to call it useless, and even worse, to call it dangerous, is is just plain wrong. The fact is, is that what you will see often with people that argue strongly against Calvinism is they don't understand it. One, they usually will give a misrepresentation of it. The other thing that we have to recognize is that what many people do is try to explain what cannot be fully comprehended by human beings. God works through us in such a way that the choices we make are as exactly as God intended them to be. We know that in other areas of doctrine. When we look at the doctrine of inspiration, who wrote the book of Romans? Some of you will say Paul. And if I ask it again, you'll realize what I'm asking and say, no, 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 it was actually God, right? God the Holy Spirit wrote scripture through the human authors in such a way that God gets 100% of the credit Man can take no credit. He did actually write it. Paul chose in his style different than, than uh, John's or Peter's. They had their own style. They chose what they wrote, but God inspired it, meaning that God gets 100% of the credit. Now, that's the same thing we see when we talk about sanctification. Who does good works as a believer? Well, we can't take credit for doing good works. Those good works are something God does through us. Even though we choose to do good works... Those good works are exactly as God intended them to be. God gets 100% of the credit. Well, that is the same thing when we talk of what Calvinism is. It is the belief that God works through us so that he gets 100% of the credit. Now, I would argue that what Calvinism teaches when we look through this is going to be, it teaches that human beings are sinful beings, that we cannot, in and of ourselves, we cannot choose God, that We need God to do something within us, and so God needs to do the first work. Now, he starts it before he regenerates us in convicting the unbeliever. So, we'll see that. Now, what you end up seeing in this is you see that this is what most people have the problem with. They want to rationalize something that in our finite minds we cannot understand the infinite. And so, this is an issue that we're going to have to wrestle with tonight. But what you end up seeing is uh, Calvinism, or at least the teachings of Calvinism, that people are sinful, that we can't save ourselves, that we need God to do the work to save us. That is the gospel, So my opponent is right, and uh, this is really more of the rebuttal, he's right when he says, you don't need to understand Calvinism to to become a Christian. You don't need Calvinism to be able to serve God. Those things are true. And for those of you who know my background growing up Jewish, you know that I didn't understand anything about the Trinity when I got saved. I didn't need to know the Trinity. I did need to know Jesus is God. So I had to understand the under the teaching of the trinity even if i didn't know the definition even if i didn't know all the details of it but i had to know jesus is god in order to be saved so what you end up seeing is when he says well you you if we say well we it's something we don't need well if we don't need to know that god is sovereign that he's the one that saves us then we can't be saved so it's not useless it's necessary it is necessary to understand the points that Calvinism was teaching in order to be saved. Now, does this mean you must be a Calvinist to be saved? No, I'm not saying that. Because there's many people who don't understand Calvinism; it hasn't been taught. They don't. They don't have a wrong definition. They, but But what you end up seeing is those who are regenerate understand the teachings that Calvinism is trying to teach. Whether you believe in those in the arguments of the tulip or whatnot. Now, uh, one of the things that, uh, I'm hoping, you know, that w- we can get to is discussing what Calvinism actually is and go through this to, to um, what we, we end up seeing as we look at scripture. Here's the one verse that you have to deal with because the real issue is who is the one who believes? Does God choose us or do we choose God? That is the, the, the discussion to say that it is useless. Well, if scripture says that God chose us first, then Calvinism is, it would, would be necessary, or at least the teachings of Calvinism. even if you don't understand Calvinism itself and the teachings, here's a verse for you. Philippians one twenty nine. Philippians one twenty nine says this, for to you it has been granted for Christ's sake, not only to believe in him, but also to suffer for his sake. Well, that's a real problem for someone who doesn't who thinks that calvinism is useless because it says there that god grants us our belief well if god is the one to grant us our belief then we cannot turn around and say we don't need it we don't have that belief unless god first grants that to us so when the whole discussion that we're going to end up having here, I'm sure will be on this issue of who believes now, if you were to ask me experientially, did I believe in Christ? Yes. My experience said that I experienced me believing in Christ. Theologically though, as we just saw in scripture, God granted me that belief. In other words, God worked through me so that my choice to believe was exactly as God intended it so that God gets a hundred percent of the credit. So therefore, My experience experientially, I believed in Christ. Theologically, Christ chose me. So, you can say both chose in one sense because God was working through us, so that yes, we did choose, but we can't claim the credit. That is what you're going to find with Calvinism it says God is the one who gets a hundred percent of the credit. That's what salvation is, that's the belief of salvation. Therefore, I my, my side of this debate will be much easier and my opponent is going to have the much diff- more difficult because I only have to show one example of it being useful and if it's useful, it therefore is not dangerous and I just did that with one verse just to show that God has to grant us our belief in order for us to believe therefore it cannot be useless and it cannot be dangerous I know I still have a minute left of my time but um, that's enough
2: Okay, brother, so you're taking
0: your... your
2: I'll take, your, I, 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 I gave
0: up his the time he went over. Okay, that sounds good. Um, so what we're going to do now
2: is uh, switch to our rebuttals. Um, we have 15 minutes. We'll reset the clock here. Okay, so we're going to do 15 minutes on the clock. And um, Ray, are you ready to uh, to uh, argue back on, on that situation? Uh, yes, I'm ready. Okay, so we're going to start in three, two, one, go. All right, thank
5: you for that, uh, Mr. Moderator, and uh, the first presentation. Uh, to say that I did not understand Calvinism is uh, also, I, I would like to say also that you do not understand what I'm saying uh, earlier, uh, Brother uh, Rappaport, and uh, I don't know uh, why you have uh, brought up these uh, things, that uh, I also do believe now um i i just would like to continue with my uh with uh, the the rebuttal and then i'm going to again uh, present my uh, uh other things that i did not uh i was not able to present because of the time now um you said god is sovereign who, who who of us uh non-calvinists do not believe that god is sovereign i would like to ask you that uh, question we do we not uh, also be- believe uh, uh, that uh, God is sovereign? Of course we do. Alright? Uh, about salvation, um, we are also, I, I don't know if you will, uh, you will I, I don't know if, that, if you believe that we are not saved because we are not Calvinists. I, I don't think so. Because uh, my friends, Calvinists, uh, they, uh, they uh, affirm that uh, we are also saved by grace through faith without embracing Calvinism. So uh it's it's not the uh, that's not the issue here. Uh God get all the credit. God get all uh gets all the credit. We also believe in salvation that God gave, uh has all the credit everything. He has given us the chance um, to be saved all of us. So in salvation without God since he is the savior, Jesus Christ is the only savior. Jesus Christ is uh, the only—he um, is the only savior in the church. Then he must have all the credit uh, about uh, about salvation. So there's no issue about that. Uh, there's no issue. I'm I'm talking about uh, uh, regarding uh, uh, it, it's being useless because we can't believe God is sovereign without embracing Calvinism. Maybe it's a different uh, sovereignty as uh, what you believe, but uh, we believe God is sovereign. And uh, also, we are saved uh, by, uh, by God. We cannot save ourselves. We also believe in that. We believe that uh, we are sinners. We are doomed to hell. And we cannot save ourselves uh, on our own by the righteousness of the law. We cannot save ourselves, uh, ourselves like that. But uh, it is all to God. But the question here is that uh, is is there any uh, um, dangers? Is it uh, is it uh, useful? No. As of this time, I still did not uh, hear anything that uh, Calvinism is useless because what you believe now uh, about what you have brought up, like uh, the God is sovereign and about salvation and God all uh, get all the uh, gets all the credit, uh, we also believe in that. So if we believe in that, being a non-Calvinist, so how is it useful to us? How is it useful? If I can believe these things that you brought up and then uh, uh, being a non-Calvinist, my, my the, the point is, why would we embrace, uh, embrace Calvinism? Why, why is there a need to embrace Calvinism if we can't believe uh, everything you believe now? We believe in that also. Uh, so uh I think that's uh that's still useless. So I I thank you for admitting that it's useless to the unbelievers because you don't go out there um presenting calvinism or the tulip to the unbelievers. You go out there presenting the gospel and that's it. That's uh so calvinism is useless and you already agree on that. So we we go to the uh, uh, we will go to our side as Christians after believing the gospel. After we get baptized, my point is, you are going. You're uh, you're going to teach your people as a pastor. You're going to teach your people to do service for God. Everything uh, you're going to do missions, uh, giving, uh, evangeliz- evangelizing people out there and everything that you can do for your service to our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, I mean you don't have to be a Calvinist and thank you for admitting that it is useless to the unbelievers. How about in the believing world? Uh, in uh, in the believing world, how about uh, uh, in us? Is it, use, uh, is it useful? Just give me one uh, one benefit for us, non-Calvinists, children of God, uh, non-Calvinists to embrace Calvinism, if, if that is useful. So give me one, just, just, one uh, just one benefit for us. Because again, my point is, you can do all the service to God. What you believe, God is sovereign and God gets all the credit. He gets all the credit and you said uh for your last statement uh, i i heard that you said about uh, about uh who chose to believe in our perspective that is uh, that is the reason why we uh, that is the dangers of calvinism because calvinism believe that uh uh the belief of calvinism is that uh, god will regenerate the elect and then after that uh give them uh saving faith so that they can believe so that's why in article 9 that i've read uh, the fulfillment of god's plan it says here this plan arising out of god's eternal love for the elect that's uh, that's what it says uh, it says here so in that case since god only loved the elect and uh, christ his uh, salvific uh, work in on calvary that is only for uh, that was only for the elect then if you go out there telling people that God loves you and then Christ died for you, and if those are not elect, unelect, or non-elect, so you, uh, as Christians, we become uh, we become liars to them. Because uh, uh, in Cal- if we embrace Calvinism, is- if Calvinism is true, then God uh, does not love all. He only loved the elect. And Christ does, does uh, did not die for uh, that that uh, that uh, efficiency of the of Christ's work is not for uh, was not for the elect uh, for the non-elect. So why tell them that Christ died for them? God loves them because again you don't know who are the elect. You don't know who are the non-elect. So once you, you, uh, you say that to the unbelievers, then it, uh, you become a liar to them because God, your God uh, did not uh, die for them, uh, Christ did not die for them, and uh, Christ did not love them. So that's, uh, that's the point. Um, also, uh, let me see uh, the other dangers here, that uh, Calvinism strengthens the atheist's uh, accusation of a monstrous and an evil God. Why? Because it therefore hinders uh, them. Uh, I mean, that that belief would hinders them, would hinder them from even seeking the truth or scrutinizing uh, the God of the Bible or even listening to us because of that false impressions about God. Uh, Pine Creek. Uh, he has a YouTube channel uh, entitled. Uh, the, the 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 channel is Pine Creek. He, this is what he said. Everything in hell today is in hell. This is a form of a question. Uh, to a Calvinist he says uh, everything is in hell today is in hell everyone in hell today is in hell uh, today not because of what they didn't do but because of what God didn't do right he said and the Calvinist said yes so the video entitles Atheist Grills uh, Calvinist uh, I think that's the the title of the uh, the video so that would hinder them and, uh, they, that would support, uh, that would support their, their accusation of a monstrous and an evil God because, uh, if Calvinism is true, people in hell today is in hell because of what God didn't do, not because of what, uh, they didn't do. But the Bible is clear in John th- chapter 3 verse number 18 that because of your unbelief, because of not believing to Christ, they are condemned already. So how can you condemn people for not believing to Christ when it is God who withhold them with who withhold that faith? It it is God in Calvinism, the God of the Calvinists, uh, is the one is the one withholding that faith, that regeneration to them. So God, man is not responsible at all for not believing. You see, you see the danger of uh, of that. But here in uh, uh, as non-Calvinists. We can do. Uh, we can also reach out to, uh, to to the atheists, and there's no uh, hindrance for that because uh, we do not support their uh, their accusation that we have an evil and monstrous God. So uh, if we embrace Calvinism, that's very uh, dangerous, right there. Uh, another point is that uh, Calvinism is still dangerous; that uh, it would also attack the character of God, and it would make God. Uh, um, a non uh, uh, inconsistent God. So, in the person of Jesus Christ, He told us in Matthew chapter five that you love your enemy. You love your enemy, and also in uh, uh, James chapter two, uh, He says there that we don't have uh, respect of uh, uh, respect of a person as a as a believer. But yet, God Himself in uh, uh, in in Calvinism, there is a respect there a person in salvation. We don't deny that there is a respecter of persons in his plan in his choosing for his service for the for the service but uh, for uh, salvation there is a respecter of persons and also uh, he does not uh, love his enemy because the Bible says in John chapter 3 verse 36 he that believeth in him uh, has it have it uh, will have eternal life but he that believeth not uh, shall not see life but the wrath of God abiding in him so God, uh, does not love the non-elect and he, he does not love, the, his enemy. And also, he does not, uh, also, um, uh, I mean, he has a respectable persons in, in respect to that, uh, in respect to salvation. So why is he uh, telling us to love our enemy and, uh, do not, uh, do not, uh, also uh, have a respecter of persons in that case if he is also the one that is uh, having that kind of character. So that is also dangerous right there. And also, lastly, is that it is dangerous because it would kill uh, the the follow-up or the persuasion. It's uh, the, the persuasion to, to the gospel or to, to the unbelievers. So we're going to persuade people, even if they would reject the first time that they hear the gospel— we go out there, all right? Uh, we, we go out there and then we, uh, we persuade them, uh, present the gospel again, and ask uh, questions or their, their doubts about it, why they did not believe. So we persuade people. But in Calvinism, you don't have to do, to do that. All you need to do is present the gospel and that's it you present the gospel doesn't if they uh, they believe they're elect if they're not they they're not going to believe it then they they're, they're not elect so why bother persuade, persuading people and also Calvinism makes a christian doubt of his salvation why I, I say so because you don't know if you are one of the elect and there are people like Derek Webb an atheist uh, uh, now an atheist from uh, uh being a non-calvinist non-Calvin, uh, before now he wasn't uh, he is an atheist and there are people that out there that would uh doubt their salvation so thinking that you doubt your salvation maybe you're not saved at all or you're not elect at all so why bother um uh just like Derek webb as i as i um pa- paraphrase what he said he said that if i am elect then i'm 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 waiting I am six feet under the ground I'm waiting for God to call me or to to regenerate me even if I am now an atheist if I'm really elect if not then why bother um, serving or why bother doing things uh, uh, those those uh, things that are uh, do uh, the Christians are doing if I am not elect so that's a waste of time so i I, I will stay a calm, uh, an atheist until God calls me uh, to be. Uh, one of the, or uh, God would uh, also save me. So that would, that is the danger of it. So why not, why, why we, why we are going to embrace Calvinism in that case? You see, just give me one, uh, just give me one benefit for us non Calvinists to embrace Calvinism. That just, just one, just one, uh, one benefit that we are going to embrace Calvinism. Because it is useful and it's not dangerous, then we would embrace it. But here, uh, there are many things, there are many dangers here uh, to to embrace Calvinism and there is no uh, useful, uh, ben- there's no benefit, even one. What you're doing as a Calvinist, we're doing it also to serve the Lord Jesus Christ, to do things, to, uh, to serve our Lord Jesus Christ. So why embrace Calvinism? So that is useless and it is dangerous. Yeah, I think that's all.
2: All right, brothers, let's get uh, Andrew back in here. Um, I don't know why I'm I'm the big guy on the screen
0: because you
2: chose. That <laughs> so one. anyway, okay, that's what it came up. Okay, so that was a uh, uh, good good right at fifteen minutes. So um, Andrew, are you ready? I'm gonna go ahead and put Ra back in the background there. Sure, uh, Andrew, I'll I'll jump out and let you let you have at it so everybody can see where we're at. Let's try that again. I don't know how to do that.
0: You you, you need to you get me. All right. So go ahead and start that. All right. And we'll make me bigger. There we go. So um, first off uh, to hit, hit Ray's opening, I am not a doctor. He referred to me as Dr. Rappaport. Uh, I'm not a doctor. Uh, the doctor's sitting right next to me over here, Dr. Silvestro. He's the doctor. Uh, all right. So you he, he, you heard in, in his opening, uh, talk about it being useless. I I, you just heard him in the rebuttal say, give him one example. Well, if he was paying attention, I gave it right from Scripture, Philippians one twenty nine. In order to believe, you it has to be granted to you. That is the crux of what Calvinism teaches. So you know he says that it's not necessary that it's it's not useful for service. It's necessary for salvation. I'm I'm glad he made my point. Um, in the fact that I said, and this shows that the he's was not paying attention. Uh, maybe he has a script he's working off of, prefers a monologue, but in debates, is best if we actually dialogue, if we talk and listen to what each other's saying. So uh, I made the point that you to be saved, you have to understand the points that Calvinism teaches, whether you believe in Calvinism or not. And he goes on to argue for the beliefs of Calvinism. Uh, so, when we say that uh, Calvinism is uh, useless to an unbeliever, you heard him say this several times, uh, the issue is that in order for a, someone to become a believer, the teachings of Calvinism are from the Bible and have to be true. See the the problem is what you have in the arguments he's making, and I'm gonna point out some of the logical fallacies that he has done throughout his opening and the rebuttal. But when you have to make a logical fallacies to make a point, your point is then invalid and therefore it's wrong. And we're gonna go through some of that. So the argument is not whether it is useful to a someone in what they do as a believer. In other words, it doesn't matter if they understand the teachings of Calvinism for it to be useful. Okay, His focus is on what we do, the service. What you're hearing from me is the focus on God and righteousness. So my focus and the focus of the Bible is on God. The focus on man-made religions is on man. So recognize that difference as we go through this. But when the focus is, well, it's not useful to an unbeliever, it is absolutely useful. In fact, it's necessary for that belief to be granted by God. That's what scripture says. So if the argument he has, it's not with me, it's not with Calvinism, it's with God and the Bible. Uh, he says he says the, that um, based on his friends, what f- his friends say of what Calvinism is. Well, many people have some differing definitions of Calvinism. That is why, during the cross-examination, we're going to have to get into that. But what we end up seeing is his friends, not theologians. Okay? What, do, what does Calvinism properly t- teach? It doesn't matter what his friends believe. It doesn't matter if it, his friends may not be consistent Calvinists. They may have a wrong definition. Uh, he, he does not understand that Calvinism, the things that Calvinism is teaching, are gospel. Therefore, they're not, it's not a question of are they useful, they're necessary. He said that uh, uh, we do not need to know um, Calvinism to serve in church. That's true. I said that in my opening. You don't have to understand the teachings of it and and be grafted, you know, understand all the nuances of it. But the points of Calvinism are necessary to be saved, It's not a question of is it useful or useless, it's a question of necessity by what Scripture would say. Calvinism makes Christians liars, he said, uh, in evangelism. Well, Calvinism teaches that we're all sinners, that we, and and you heard him say, uh, and this is what you end up seeing is... uh, basically straw man arguments that become easy to knock down. And if he, if my opponent has to rely on straw men, then you as a listener know that he cannot actually address the actual teachings of what Calvinism would teach, which is that every one of us have sinned and violate God's law. Because of that, only God could save us. God came to earth to die on a cross. God became a man dying on a cross, being buried, rose again three days later. And that we are commanded by God to communicate that message to all cre- to all beings, all people. Why? Well, as my opponent said, we don't know who are the elect. But see, there's a problem when, when he said that. Why? Because it is true. You and I, we don't know who are the elect. And so I'm going to share the gospel with everybody because I don't know if they're the elect. God does. Now, this is the problem that you end up hearing, that you heard with him, is he's actually attributing what we know and attributing that to God. God is infinite in his understanding. Yes, a non-Calvinist can believe that God is sovereign. I said that in the opening. Why? Because that's what the Bible teaches. But when you start to deny the teachings of Calvinism, which teach the sovereignty of God over man. Because what you didn't hear him say when he addressed that is do you believe that God brings us to salvation or do we, in our belief, have the ability to believe apart from God? That is the core of the difference with the Calvinist debate. That Calvinists would say you cannot believe apart from God Doing the work, God redeeming us, so we can't. So that Calvinism is necessary. Now he he said a, a very interesting logical fallacy that you may see people that uh, try to do things like this in debate. You 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 will see amateur debaters do this. Try to claim that someone agreed with your position when they never said that. Uh, he claimed I never gave not a single useful point of. Calvinism. Well, I said it's necessary for salvation. It is belief. God granting us belief. That is not only useful, it is necessary. Uh, So when he says, I never gave one, that is a logical fallacy. When he said that I agreed with his position, that's a logical fallacy. The fallacy claiming that someone agrees when they haven't actually agreed. What did he do? He takes something, twists it, and it says, oh, see, he agreed by saying something different. Well, that's a straw man. So, let me be very clear. I never agreed that Calvinism is useless for the unbeliever. The teachings of Calvinism, whether you understand them or not, are what we see in Scripture, that it is necessary that God brings us to belief. That's the issue. Now you're noticing what he hasn't done yet is he hasn't dealt with the core issue of Calvinism. He's not dealing with the teachings of Calvinism, he's dealing with emotional arguments, what his friends say, or even worse, what atheists say. His focus is on, the, on service and not righteousness he says we we cannot do we could do any of the same things even if we don't agree in calvinism so we cannot do any of the services for christ without belief right i'll go back to the philippians 129 i only need one verse that one verse shows that god grants us belief that's the whole core issue that is at this issue with calvinism he said that god um and I, I hope that you guys will go back to the forty-eight minute mark. I wrote that down because that is really interesting because he said that that uh, God call uh, he he called he said that God regenerating a person is dangerous because that's what Calvinism is. Calvinism is the fact that God regenerates a person, and, and he, at forty-eight minute mark, go back and listen. He refers to. Calvinism, the, the fact that God sovereignly regenerates a person, and he referred to that as dangerous. He said that Calvinism teaches that God is, uh, that God does not love all creatures, that God doesn't love all people. This, maybe he never read um, Psalm 711, that God is angry with the wicked every day. Or maybe he didn't read Psalm 5, 5. I'll start in verse 4. For you are not a god, Who takes pleasure in wickedness, no, evil dwells with you. The boastful shall not stand before your eyes. You hate all who do iniquity. Now, if he says that the Calvinist is saying that God doesn't love all people, well, I would say that's what the scriptures just said. You just heard me read it. God hates all who do iniquity. That's scripture. So to make the the emotional arguments of, well, God is love, and God's supposed to love all, you should love your enemy. We do not take something that is written for for human beings and attribute that to God. Um, We do not, he said that we don't know who are the elect, and that is true. That's why we preach the gospel to everybody. God does know who the elect are. So, one of the things you end up seeing as we go through this is you saw another logical fallacy when he attributes the teaching of Calvinism to what atheists teach. He stated that there's people that are going to hell, uh, because they didn't, uh, because they believed in, um, or sorry, that there are atheists because they believed in Calvinism and that because of that, that is the proof. Well, you don't take Christian teachings from what atheists say, nor do you do it from what your friends say. You take it from what the Scripture says, and if you're looking at Calvinism, you take a look at what the Calvinist theologians say. Uh, atheists are not going to be a source for what we're going to look at to define Calvinism or the effects thereof. Why? Because John makes it clear in uh, John, 1 John where he says they went out from among us, but they were not really of us for had they been of us, they would have remained with us, but they went out so that it would be shown that they were not of us. He is making his arguments based on a person that never understood Calvinism because he was never saved. So this is where he's, he's getting his source information from. Uh, He stated that people are in hell for what God didn't do. This shows a core lack of understanding of Calvinism. Uh, Calvinism teaches that people are depraved. They've broken God's law. They have a sin nature. In other words, their starting point is hell. It's not that they're going to hell because of what God didn't do. If God did absolutely nothing, if God never came to earth, guess what? all of us would rightly deserve hell. That's where we would go. And that would be the most loving thing God could ever do because he's infinitely holy and infinitely just. There's nothing in his character that makes him required to have to do something for us. And to put it where somehow if God doesn't give us the choice and make it all about us, somehow he is lacking in his character. It submits God to man that I would argue is really attacking God's character far more than Calvinism is which Calvinism is lifting God on high and the non-Calvinist position is saying that man is on high and God has to wait for man to make the choice well the scriptures as I already said the scriptures make it clear that we don't make the choice without God doing the granting and so To say that it attacks the character of God because God, we're somehow saying that God doesn't love all people. Well, God makes it clear that he is angry with the wicked every day. God makes it clear that he hates those who do wickedness. To say that God is a a respecter of persons, that Calvinism makes God a respecter of persons. Um, God, in his infinite knowledge, knows who will be saved. We do not. This is a mistake to think that God somehow doesn't know what we cannot comprehend. He has infinite knowledge. He knows the future things that aren't future to us now here's the thing when he, he says that it's based on the the idea that we had to somehow uh, you know that it got, we make God a respecter of persons, the question has to be asked: when was sin? Paid for. Well, according to Colossians two, verse thirteen, when you were dead in your trespass in, tr- in your transgressions and uncircumcised in the flesh, He made you alive with Him. Who did it? God did that. That's Cal- that's the teaching of Calvinism right there. Okay, He did that. He made you alive together with him, having forgiven us of all our transgressions. When did that happen? Well, verse 14, having canceled it out, out the certificate of debt, consisting the decrees against us, which were hostile to us, and he has taken it out of the way, having nailed it to the cross. I'm sorry, but our choice, God knew who he was paying for back at the cross. And both of us here, and all of you listening are post-cross. Every sin we've ever committed is after the cross. God knew who was going to receive him. He knew who he was going to regenerate. That's what Calvinism actually teaches.
2: Amen. Amen. Good job. Okay, let's bring my brother back in. Try to level this out. Make it a little prettier. Okay. Not with myself. So face. we are we are now at our cross examination. Let me go ahead and reset the timer. As we said, we're going to do 20 minutes each, two 10-minute rounds, so we'll set the timer for 10 minutes. And um uh, brother Ray, uh let you go ahead and uh, uh get started here in just a second. Uh are you ready to uh start with the questions? Yes, I'm ready. Okay. Um ready in three, two, one. Go ahead.
5: Alright, thank you. Uh my first question, um, sir, is that to um if you're going to out there for evangel uh evangelization or evangelizing people out there of to the non uh, non unsaved to unbelievers, are you going to tell them about the tulip the total depravity and uh unconditional election, limited atonement, irresistible grace, perseverance of the saints, are you going to tell them or no?
0: Well, the question that you ask is a non sequitur. It has nothing to do with the topic of debate. So the issue is not whether I'm going to teach them everything that scripture says. There's many things I'm not going to teach an unbeliever. I'm going to share with them the gospel. Now, the gospel is the ideas as I presented, what Calvinism would teach, that a man is a sinner, that he can't save himself, that God does the saving, God does the work, so that the only way he can be a Christian is to receive Christ. But God is going to do that work through him. Now, am I going to teach him all of the details of sanctification, No. Am I going to teach him all of the understandings of the attributes or perfections of God? No. Am I going to get into explaining uh, the different things that we might later learn as Christians? Uh, No. Am I going to talk about logic? No. No. Am I going to talk about apologetics? No. There's a whole slew of things I'm not going to talk about. Why? Because to the unbeliever, the issue is the gospel. So am I going to teach him the acronym TULIP? No. Am I going to explain the, what TULIP means? Yes, because that's the gospel. And so, your, your question is a, unfortunately, is a non sequitur. If you don't know what a non sequitur is, you're, you're, it's, you're asking something has nothing to do with what we're talking about. The issue is, is it useless and dangerous The answer is no. It's not. It's necessary. And the fact that I would that if I don't talk about something when sharing the gospel has no bearing on all the. There's lots of things I'm going to not talk about when sharing the gospel. Does it mean that all of those things are useless? That would be a question I'd end up. Maybe I'll ask you when we get to your turn.
5: All right. um, Next question is that: uh, Do you believe? That uh, there's only one gospel and that the gospel is in First Corinthians 15, three, 3 to 4. Yes or no?
0: Uh, let's see, First Corinthians
5: know 15,
0: 3 to 4, which says, For I deliver to you uh, as of first importance what I also received that Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures, and that he was buried, and that he ra- rose the third day according to the scriptures. Is that the gospel? Um, yes, we could say that's the gospel, but there's a lot more that we'd have to explain in that. We'd have to explain that someone, is, when it says dead in their sins, that, that we have to explain that they've broken God's law. That's the sin nature. That would be what we'd end up explaining what we'd call total depravity. Uh, when we talk about the fact that, according to the scriptures, he was buried, well, what does it mean that he was, he was buried? Why would he have to be buried? Well, we'd have to explain that we rightly deserve hell, because we've broken the law and that we don't deserve heaven, but God himself came to earth and died in our place and rose from the dead. Yes. Is this the complete, script, uh, complete gospel message? No. No. In fact, I would argue that if you want a, a, the, the, a better verse for the gospel, you'd, you could turn to Second Corinthians 5.21. He made him who knew no sin to be sin on our behalf, that we might become the righteousness of God in him. Now, this verse would actually show a problem that you had in your thinking that somehow men deserve heaven, I guess, that God somehow doesn't do something, then people go to hell. No, all of us go to hell. We don't deserve God's righteousness.
5: So, you mean to say that, uh, Paul, if you're going to go to uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 15, Paul says there that, "...moreover, brethren, I declare unto you the gospel." So you mean to say that First Corinthians fifteen one to four is not the clarity of the gospel? Is that what you're saying? This is not the clear gospel presentation?
0: Uh yeah, I I am saying that because you're you're seeing here he says, I deliver to you as of first importance. He he does not say I deliver to you the com- the completion the complete gospel message. Wow. All right.
5: So, uh, for the sake of our audience, I have heard you earlier. Uh, you said about the uh, um, Calvinism is useless or it's not useful for service. It's not necessary. This is what you said. This is not necessary for service for us Christians. So, for the sake of the uh, our uh, viewers, can you please again uh, confirm that that uh, you confirm you believe that. Uh, Calvinism is uh, not necessary for
0: service. Yeah, I'll I'll, I'll be clear because I've said it several times and maybe you're not understanding. Calvinism is necessary for salvation. Therefore, you cannot do any service without Calvinism being true. You keep focusing on service and we keep, and that's not the topic of debate. The topic of debate is Calvinism, not what people do after they're saved. This is the debate, you, you have to actually address the context of the debate. The debate is on Calvinism being useless and dangerous. You're addressing something that is a red herring, not necessary. You're you're also doing a little game for folks to, to realize another logical fallacy where you're changing the terminology. The teaching, someone understanding all the depth of Calvinism is not necessary for someone to serve Christ. Yes, I said that. However, be very clear, that it's necessary to be saved. So, the point is, it's not the teaching. We're talking about Calvinism, not the theological understanding of Calvinism. So, what you're doing is you're, you're jumping on something and you're you're doing a fallacy of equivocation. You're taking two words, have giving two different meanings and trying to use it the same way. And so, you could shake your head no, but that is exactly what you keep doing. Okay? Because the debate is on Calvinism, okay, the teachings of it, not what someone understands of it. Those are two different things. So when you keep saying that I'm agreeing with you, and I continuously tell you I'm not, I'm saying Calvinism is necessary for salvation. The teachings of Calvinism are necessary for salvation, and that makes it necessary in order to do any service. You can't, you can't say it's useless when I say it's necessary.
5: All right, um. Sir, I would like to ask you: uh, We as non-Calvinists, do you think we're not saved?
0: Well, we'll we'll get to that when I ask my questions to see if you're actually not a Calvinist. Um, I typically find out find that most people that claim they're not a Calvinist actually are. Most people that claim they're not Calvinists don't understand what calvinism actually is and they um, actually are arguing uh, for
5: moderator i would like to hear the answer first and then you can explain uh two minutes do you think that we are unsaved as non-calvinists please uh, do answer that please
0: okay is in simple it's an impossible question to answer because there's plenty of people who are Calvinist and not Calvinists that are not saved and plenty of people who are Calvinist and not Calvinists would, would say they don't hold to Calvinism that are saved. They're saved through the teachings of Calvinism, even though they don't believe in what they think Calvinism is. The, the problem is what, this is supposed to be a debate on Calvinism and, you know, we're, we don't yet see you defining what Calvinism is, which would make you unable to do this debate. But to answer the question, I, the answer is very simple. You have to know the individual person. Now, can I decree anybody saved or unsaved? Well, I don't know their heart. I can only look at what they're teaching. If someone is going to be teaching things like that we are don't have a sin nature, then yeah, I'm going to say, Scripture would say, you can't be saved. If someone's going to say that they don't believe Jesus is God, Scripture says they can't be saved. So it's not me declaring that; that would be scripture declaring that.
5: All right. So you also believe that one can be saved even if they're not Calvinist. So it's not about uh, it's not about the specific, but uh, you believe that there are also non-Calvinists out there that are also uh, saved,
0: correct? Okay. I, I'm going to try this like one more time. I know you're having a, a difficulty with it. So. I believe that the teachings of Calvinism, whether someone understands them or not, are necessary for salvation. So, I did not understand the concept of the Trinity. It was never explained to me when I got saved. I did not know the Trinity. Did I need to know the definition of the Trinity to be saved? No. Do I need to know that Jesus is God, which is the teachings of the Trinity? Yes. And therefore, when you keep saying that you keep doing this, you are playing a logical fallacy of a fallacy of equivocation. You're using it two different ways. So again, it is the teachings are necessary in order to be saved. Even if someone doesn't have the understanding of the theological doctrine itself.
2: Okay. Good job, guys. Um, We're going to, uh, stop this round, and let me clear out everything. Sorry, give me a second. Okay, uh, now it's time for Andrew to ask questions, and we'll be doing the just switching it around. So, if you're ready, we'll get started now.
0: Okay. So let me ask, so some, ask some some questions some here. Questions here. Um, why am I getting um, that? Getting... All right, all right. I don't know if there's something going on. I'm getting it. Do you hear an echo? No, uh, right. you're good. All right, um, Pastor Justin, if we could just restart the the clock for if that's possible, because just thrown off with that. Okay, ready, go. All right, so let me ask you a question, Ray. Do you believe that when Adam and Eve sinned in in the garden, when God cursed Adam and Eve and, and all of mankind through them? Did the curse affect their thinking, their emotions, and their volition?
5: Did the curse, uh, yes, I I do believe in that. I believe that uh, when they sin, I also believe that we have a sinful nature because of that. So after they sin, uh, after the fall, um, I mean, the uh, human human beings like us, uh, according to Genesis chapter 6, Everything I think uh, regarding the uh, the teaching of Calvinism, we believe everything about the depravity of man, but we do not believe we reject the inability of man, and that's the only uh, point of contention regarding the uh, uh, regarding that uh, about the fall after the fall of man.
0: Okay, so you do believe that man is enslaved to sin before salvation? I do believe in that. Okay. So, you believe, do you believe that a person enslaved to sin can choose God apart from God doing anything at all?
5: Can you repeat that question, please? Um, Yeah, sure.
0: Do you believe that a person who's enslaved to sin can freely choose God, to believe in God, to do something that's right in God's eyes, apart from God doing any work at all?
5: I would say that he can respond positively or negatively after hearing the gospel. So okay. that's, uh, that, is my, uh, that is our contention. We don't believe that man is not, uh, is not capable of responding positively and negatively. Because if, it does, if it's not, then man is not responsible for not believing. It's very simple. If man is uh, condemned already for not believing in the Lord Jesus Christ, then he is responsible. Therefore, he can respond positively or negatively. He can reject or accept the gospel. He can believe or reject the gospel presentation or uh, that uh, gift because the Bible says that eternal life is a gift. So uh, he can respond positively or negatively. That's what we believe. Next question, please.
0: Okay. Do you believe that... What you're saying that it is a response. You believe it's a response. Yes. Okay. Good. All right. Do you believe there's anyone in hell? Again, there's
5: a uh, motorcycle passing by here. Can do, you do you believe
0: that? that there is anybody in hell? Of course. You do. Okay. Good. So you believe that the work that Christ uh, Christ on the cross was not applied to to every human being. Correct.
5: No, uh, it is it is for, uh, for the if you're if you're asking me about the application, it is uh, applied only to those uh, uh, who believe, but it is for all people. It is for all people. His death is for all people. We all have uh, given the opportunity um, to believe as long as we hear the gospel, uh, but. Uh, the application there is, uh, there is a condition that uh, God is given uh, if you believe. If you do not believe, then the, that application is, is, uh, uh, is not for him, for that, uh, for that individual if uh, he's not going to believe. So uh, that, that unbelief
0: would uh, send him to, to hell in that case. All right, let me try asking this question again. Do you believe that god 's death on the cross was applied to all people it's a yes or no
5: uh i think um yes if uh we're talking about the uh the availability but the uh okay i'm gonna i'm gonna try this a third, third time the, uh, uh, hold on about, um, by the way this is not a uh, the, the question, everything that you're asking me right now is uh, off-topic, I believe. I don't know if the, why would the moderator is, uh, well, uh, is letting this. But
0: because this he, under, he understands what Calvinism is.
5: It's not about the presentation that I'm representing. Just give us your, uh, uh, let me know if, uh, I mean, you're going to have a point if uh, your Calvinism is useless or not dangerous. That's I think you're going to ask me what I presented earlier. I don't know why you're asking this question.
0: Okay, uh, so I'm gonna I'm gonna ask for two minutes to be added back on. I'll ask this question a th- third time, fourth time, fourth time. Okay, is he, It's a simple yes or no. Okay, do you believe that Christ's death on the cross was applied to all people? Again, applied means
5: if the yes, if applied means to me, it's available for all. If your application is different, because I believe you do have another dictionaries. And your uh, belief, uh, my application there is, uh, yes, if it is available for all people.
0: Okay, we're going for the, for the fifth time. I'll ask this a fifth time. Um, so just try to answer the question that I'm actually asking, not the question you think I'm asking. The question is, for the fifth time, uh, when Christ was on the cross and he died, was his death? Applied to all human beings.
5: Again, uh, I'm answering it uh, also fourth time now.
0: No, you're not I'm actually... Doing you, you, doing you, that, hold on, hold on you, stop, because you're, you're, you're not actually answering what I'm asking. You keep asking, answering something else. That's why I keep asking this. It's a yes or no. Either his death on the cross was applied to every human being, or it wasn't. So the question is... His death on the cross, you've already said you believe people are in hell. So do you believe that his death paid for people's sins who are in hell? So in its application, did the death of Christ, is it applied to every human being?
2: Ray, the reason I I paused, hold on, I I paused the the screen just because I want to make sure that you understand the question that he's asking. And the reason is, is because... It has been asked five times, and I have reset it. We are at five minutes and 58 seconds on the question and answer. But the way, the reason I wanted to, want to pause it was to make sure um, I, I haven't stopped the, at any other time until now for either side uh, because you guys have been, been having good, clear understanding, good debate. But the question he's asking is, and I want to make sure you're understanding it, was the death of Jesus Christ applied, that's the word, applied to every single person? And so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start again, but I, I just want to make sure you understand the question. Okay. has nothing to do with um, the offer.
5: If you're going to ask me regarding application, um, no, that is, that is, uh, that's not applied to all, Good. but it is offered for
0: all. Okay. Do you believe that somebody who had their sins paid for at the cross by Christ could lose their salvation?
5: Um, no, well, I don't believe in, I don't believe that uh, salvation can be lost. Okay, good. I do not believe good. that once uh, a person is saved, he is saved eternally. Good. Uh, and, uh, but we, be, we, we reject your perseverance of the saints. We uh, believe that... Uh, we believe that if a person is a child of God, he is saved, and uh, that means he is uh, he has the, the, the seal of the Holy Spirit that cannot be taken out from him or from that cannot be uh, forfeited or whatever. But uh, I believe in one save, always saved.
0: Good. And, and the reason some people like Ryan here are saying checkmate is because you just confirmed you're a Calvinist. So, I do thank you for that, because what I just did was give you the definitions of TULIP without the language, and you just agreed with all five you points. You don't have to
5: explain that. You, did, uh, you have to ask questions. Yeah.
0: So, so, you believe that it is a response, correct?
5: I do believe that it okay. is a uh, response, positive response to those who, uh, who believe.
0: Okay. And yes. is there, you, can you respond to something without an action? Without something to respond to, uh,
5: it is still an action. Uh, I, I can respond uh, regarding my. Uh, if we are uh, we are talking about faith, yes, I can respond without action because uh, action means something that uh, your outward uh, outward um, uh, like your hand or work. But uh, responding by faith, you can respond without uh,
0: working. So, so, can you respond to something that has no, just a, a, have a response that doesn't have something, some sort of, because the, the issue is, can you respond to God granting you belief? Or can you respond yeah. without God granting you belief is the question, sorry.
5: Oh, okay, that's why I'm confused with your yep, question. Yep. So, I, I can respond, yes, of course, I can respond... Uh, uh, if If uh, God would call me by the gospel, I can respond uh, to uh, accept that or reject it. Why? Because the Bible is very clear that man is condemned already for not believing. so how can God uh, send people to hell if he cannot respond? positively or negatively, he is not responsible if he cannot respond. It is like a paralytic man. He is not responsible if you're going to ask them or tell them, command them to run, if he cannot run. That's so simple. Uh, so if man is not capable of believing, how is he responsible for
0: not believing? Uh, Next question. That's yeah, a good Calvinist response. I like that. So uh, we, when we look at this, you're, you're saying the... Calvin that Calvinism makes someone uh, th- th- makes them doubt their salvation can you can you point to me some scripture that would support that argument
5: again can you repeat that this motorcycle you, again
0: yeah, you said that Calvinism will cause someone to doubt their salvation. Can you point me to some scripture to support that
5: I cannot point out any scripture because Calvinism is not mm. biblical, so I would not uh uh I, do, I would not buy that uh, question because uh, you're telling me to have that uh, regarding regarding Calvinist having a doubt. Uh, I cannot give you any uh, biblical uh, verse. Uh, I mean, verse for that because again, Calvinism is not biblical. Next well, question. if it wasn't
0: biblical, you, we should be able to find it in scripture. So, what do you when you say that it causes uh, Calvinism causes someone to doubt? Where are you getting that information? What are you basing that on?
5: Okay, I'm I'm basing that on the doctrine of election itself because the Bible says. I mean, uh, Calvinism says that uh, election happened already before the foundation of the earth, uh, before the foundation of the world. If you do not, if you cannot know that, then you have to. You can you can doubt if you are one of the elect or not. That's so. That's very logical to think that you can doubt uh, your salvation because it already. Uh, it's also it's also happening to to Calvinists. And their testimonies. I'm I'm referring to the uh to the, the, the testimonies of the Calvinists out there who doubt their uh, their salvation. And there are many like that. So practical application says very uh, strongly that Calvinists also can doubt their salvation. And that's the, uh, that, okay, is so, the uh, so that is the that uh, is the I think uh, that is the result of that uh, doctrine okay. of Calvinism, which is unbiblical.
0: My last question for this round. Um, can you show us how doubt has anything to do with the doctrine of election you just tied those two together what i'm asking, what i want to know is how does doubt which is questioning something questioning your belief of us in salvation that questioning that you might be saved how does that have how is that tied to election
5: is it tied because that is the result of believing uh, your calvinism the unconditional election why? Because the election happened already before the foundation of the world, even before you uh, before you were born, but yet you cannot know if you are one of the elect or not. So, doubt is also the... Uh, I think that is the result of uh, believing that uh, doctrine.
0: Okay, well, my time is up. I, I, that wasn't really... That didn't really have a correlation. There was just two statements slammed together. Um, but... Maybe we can get that next round.
2: Okay, we're going to go ahead and uh, start back up. We have uh, 10 minutes on the board again. And uh, uh, Ray, are you ready to start yes. again? Okay, your time to ask questions.
5: Uh, Alright, Do you believe that the non-elect is, uh, the non-elect are also uh, included in the verse uh, in John three sixteen that that uh, God so loved the world, the world there, uh, does that include the non-elect, yes or no?
0: Um, when it says, God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever should believe in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Yeah, that would include all people. Just as it includes all people where it says, for, for God did not send his Son into the world to judge the world, but that the world might be, uh, might be saved through him. Uh, f- he who believes in him is not judged. He who does not believe has been judged already because he has not believed in the name of the only begotten Son. So, their, their belief, or their judgment already occurred, but the fact that God loves, he loved, in, as we see in Acts, he can love both the just and the unjust. He's going to have a, a different preferential judgment or, or love for his own children, we would see that in uh, just in nature, even that you will have a, more of a care for your children than uh, you would my children, who you don't know. That doesn't mean you don't love my children, and it just means that you are going to love your children more. So, yeah.
5: All right. So again, um, I'm asking in John three sixteen that love there uh, goes on to say that. Because of that love, he, send, he sent his son Jesus Christ to die on the cross. That's salvific, uh, salvific love. I'm, I'm talking about that verse specifically. So do you believe oh. that uh, in that, that, that world there means also that uh, the, uh, God also loved the non-elect?
0: No. Oh. So you, you only want me to look at John three sixteen, not 17 and 18?
5: I'm asking you the 16. I'm not asking 17. Uh,
0: okay. and well, yeah, then, then let me answer with uh, like S- Jesus did with Satan and say you're, you're out of a context. If, if, you, if, you will, if you don't want to look at the context and, and the meaning of the passage, then I fully understand. I, I mean, I did answer the question, but I also answered it by putting it in its context. If you can't examine the context when you look at Scripture, then you do not have God's Word. You have your Word. You're twisting the scriptures,
5: right, um, sir? I have. Uh, I believe that verse three sixteen of John has also its meaning, even if we're uh, not talking it uh, on the context. But we will. Uh, I, I, actually, I believe in the context, really. But so what I'm saying now, I'm asking. So you believe you about that the you, you world believe there. the
0: unbelievers were judged already?
5: All right. Uh, again, the world there. There's a world. There's a. Words carry meanings, so I believe that you uh, you can answer this question. The Bi- uh, the Bible says, "For God so loved the world that He sent His Son, Jesus Christ." So again, does that uh, the world there uh, includes the non-elect or no? Uh,
0: and again, we you you know it's it if you cannot examine something in its context, then you should not be doing debates with people. You shouldn't be claiming to be a teacher of God's word, and you definitely shouldn't be claiming to be a pastor. He says in verse 17, For God did not send the Son into the world to judge the world. Well, you got world right there. And he goes on to say that there, those people are judged already. So, you asked, do, do I believe that God so loved every person? Yes, I answered that, yes. Scripture makes it clear that God has love for the, un, the just and the unjust, as Acts says. Now, you're asking me what the world means here, but you don't want to see it in context. The context dis- doesn't agree with what you're claiming. Because verse 18 makes it very clear that people, the, the people of the world are judged already. So the 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 fact of his love has is it is a logical fallacy to try to argue that his love is somehow not having to do with his judgment because the context says otherwise.
5: All right, let me uh, move on to another text. Uh, the Bible says since God loved the world then he is not just saying that but he demonstrated it. In Romans chapter 5, verse number 8, Christ died for us. Christ died for us. The us there, the word us, I mean, uh, yes, the word us. Does that include the non-elect, yes or no?
0: Well, he says uh, in, in Romans 5, 8, but God demonstrates his own love for us in that while we were yet sinners, he died for us much more than having been justified by his blood, we shall be saved from the wrath of God through him. So the context says that this is those who believe.
5: Again, sir, my question is yes or no.
0: Oh, the, the answer is no. The context earlier, makes it clear.
5: Yes or no. You want to corner me? I would like to corner you also.
0: Oh, yeah, but but see, so I'm actually answering like yes or no. You again. I, I keep I answering like yes or no, you and you're uh, uh, not accepting uh, it. All right,
2: all right. Uh, <laughs> All right, hold on. We're going to pause this for a minute. Um he is answering the question in context. I'm looking along, I'm following along and he's actually answering it in context and so um uh, he is actually doing what is required of the of the debate to answer it in context. So let's keep it uh keep it formal, keep it that way, not stepping over each other and uh let's keep it in in
5: Yeah, um context <coughs> I'm asking if the us there includes the <coughs> non-elect.
0: Okay, I will say it again. In uh, excuse me, uh, <coughs> uh, in the context, the answer is no. The us there is only believers, because it's only believers who are justified and saved. All right, so
5: believers. <coughs> okay. So, are you going to go out there uh, in, in evangelism? All right, in evangelism, do you go out there telling people, everyone, that God loved loved them? Uh, John three sixteen, and then also Romans five eight, that Christ died for them. Are you going to use these verses in evangelism? Uh, you go if you go out there uh, to the I, un- to the unbelievers.
0: I don't usually no. I have plenty of other scriptures to turn to. I wouldn't take a scripture out of context uh, to apply to someone in a way that fits uh, a teaching that I want to hold rather than the teaching what the Bible says. I'm not going to take a passage out of scripture just to make it more appealing to an unbeliever. It's not my job to save them. I have no ability to save them. My words won't save them. All my crafty talk isn't going to save them. So I'm not going to take Scripture out of context. You, you can stop your head and, and shake your head all you want, but the fact is is I'm going to put Scripture in its context and let the Scripture define my theology, not let some theology define the Scriptures. And when if I was to take the Scriptures out of context, as you're doing, and then apply it to them, I would not use passages like this to try to say that God loves a, an unbeliever. That's not what the, the passage is saying. The, the context in, in that the passage, especially the Romans 5 passage, is quite clear. But you don't want to look at the context. Context is the very first thing you learn in hermeneutics. And, and if you don't understand that, you again, you should not be claiming to be a pastor or teacher of God's Word. You must be in context. If you can't stay within context— then you shouldn't be teaching. The reality is, is that no, I don't use those verses that way because that's out of context. I don't All want to right, twist sir. scripture.
5: Um, are you going to use, uh, let me, let me, uh, let me use your context uh, thing here, there. Are you going to use John chapter 3, the whole thing, okay, the whole context? Are you going to go out there, sowing or evangel, uh, evangelizing people? Are you going to use, John chapter 3, 1 to 36, and then Romans chapter 5, 1 to mm. the last verse. Yes or no?
0: No. There you go. I don't need to. Because I'm going to go to a lot of other verses like 2 Corinthians 5, 21. That he who knew no sin became sin, that we might become the righteousness of God. You see, it's a fa- it's a logical fallacy, and this is about the what the seventh or eighth I think I've pointed out now. Logical fallacy you've done. There, there's no need that I have to use those passages to be able to present the gospel when there's nowhere that says those are the only way to present the gospel. I, I've given you plenty of other verses that I could use, and I don't need to use these these ones that you have. And I wouldn't use them the way you're doing it because it's out of context. <laughs> I don't want to be All like right, Satan uh, and twist scripture. Maybe you do, but I don't.
5: All right. My uh, last question is, my last question is, um, do you believe that, uh, do you believe that uh, in your evangelism, there, uh, there might be non-elect there listening mm-hmm. um, to you or you've been talking to in evangelism?
0: Well, I have no idea of knowing who, who would God is going to regenerate and who he is not.
5: No, I'm not, I'm not asking so, about So, yeah, there's going to be— I'm th- asking if there be any oh, yeah. non-elect there also. Yeah,
0: that I'll, I'll, I'll even say even clearer that there's going to be those who are saved and not saved in, in churches that I would preach in. All right.
2: Okay, thank you. Uh, good job. Um, okay. Give Andrew just a second to clear his voice. Uh, you
0: good? Yeah, I'm fine.
2: Okay, so we're going to get started. with okay. the last last portion here. And, uh, Andrew, go ahead, and then we'll start with the re- rebuttals after that.
0: So, All right. So let's get to the main course of this, the main thing that has to be explained. Can you please define Calvinism?
5: I have already defined that in my opening statement. Uh, I believe Calvinism, because I am the affirmative side, I have the Put the I, I. have already laid down the scope of limitation. Calvinism is the tulip, the soteriology of the reform, about the tulip, the uh, um, total depravity and can, uh, unconditional election, limited atonement, irresistible grace, and perseverance of the saints. That's what I'm talk. That's what I'm talking about.
0: Okay. Can you uh, define can, Calvinism? Can you define, can total, you define depravity, total depravity, please? Total depravity, please.
5: total depravity uh, as on my own words, right?
0: I'm asking for Tell the me. definition.
5: Yeah. Uh, Calvinism, in my, in my own words, the total depravity in Calvinism is, as, what as far as I have understand that uh, uh, man is totally depraved. He is not seeking God. He is uh, doomed to sin. And he is, uh, he is, uh, he is a uh, sinner. And he cannot save himself but he is also incapable of uh, believing, and that's what we are uh, disagreeing upon. The, uh, that uh, is in uh, he is not uh, he cannot respond to God positively and negatively, or I mean, he cannot respond positively because Calvinism teaches he can only respond negatively, rejecting the gospel. But he cannot <clears throat> respond positively. That's what you teach.
0: No, actually, it's not what I teach, and and that we it, it actually. Be very beneficial for you to understand, and and this is why in the pre debate I was trying to get definitions, and you were saying that I was making excuses, uh, but that's the whole purpose of pre debate is so that we are clear. So right. can you can you then explain to me what it means that God has to grant us belief in Philippians one twenty nine?
5: I don't um, I I don't agree with your interpretation there in Philippians Philippians one twenty nine doesn't say God grant you belief. Uh, here's the verse here, Uh, for unto you it is given in the behalf of Christ not only to believe on him, but also to suffer for his sake. I did not see anything there that says God uh, grants
0: belief. What does it mean that God gives belief?
5: It doesn't uh, say here.
0: You want to read it again?
5: There's nothing in my uh, Bible that says God grants belief.
0: Okay, I, I, re- I gave it to you in the, in the wording in your translation. Uh, what does it mean that God gives belief?
5: Again, uh, the verse doesn't say there. Again, okay, can you read like the verse to, again? Uh, I would like to re- uh, read it to you again. For unto you it is given in the behalf of Christ. It is given in the behalf of Christ, not only to believe on him, but also to suffer for His sake. Okay. So it is given.
0: What does it mean for, to be uh, given for Christ's sake to believe? It says it's it's been given for two things: not only to believe, but also to suffer. What does it mean to be given for Christ's sake to believe?
5: I uh, again, there is nothing here in the verse that says uh, what you're trying to say. I think you are. Uh, you're you reading it.
0: You, you're reading it. So I'll ask it again. Okay. you Read it again. Right? What does it yes. mean for it to be given for Christ's sake, not only to believe, but also to suffer for his sake? What does it mean for it to be given?
5: Okay. The Bible says it's given in the behalf of Christ. Given what what is given? Christ. did not cut the verse. The Bible says it is given in the behalf of Christ. What is given? What is given in yeah. the behalf of Christ, not mm-hmm. only to believe on him, okay. but also to suffer for his sake?
0: So, what does it's it not, mean? Uh, again? What does it mean to be given for Christ's sake, not only to believe, but also to suffer? What does it mean that he gives us? What is he giving us for Christ's sake there?
5: It says here again that the verse is very clear that it is given in the behalf of Christ, not only to believe on him. So it is given in the behalf of Christ not only to believe on him but also to suffer for his sake. So that means that we are not only to believe Christ but also to suffer for his sake. That's very normal verse. I don't see anything uh, Calvinism there. Next question. Okay.
0: So so does God give us belief?
5: Uh f- Faith is, yes uh, Everything is from God Believe, uh, I mean faith uh, Your life But it doesn't mean that since God Has given those things to us It doesn't mean that we cannot use it Against Him Just like the atheists, they have believed, uh, they, uh, they have faith And they believe in, uh, in Evolution they, uh, they use that faith Against God, that is Very clear So everything is from God, I believe in that uh, including faith, but it doesn't mean that you, you cannot use it against God.
0: Can you, define, can you define irresistible grace?
5: Irresistible grace is that when God gives grace to the elect, they cannot be able to resist it. And that's, again, and, and that's, that's the only thing that I can say.
0: Is, so would that, would that mean that when God gives grace, they would respond
5: Um, yes, that that is also uh, the meaning, but to only to the elect, and we don't believe in that because uh, God gives everything. I mean, like uh, faith. Okay, don't, I
0: don't want you he using up all my time wrong. answering Again, something I'm, I'm not answering. asking.
5: I'm not. I'm not. Uh, I'm not. Uh, I'm not uh, interrupting you when you're. I answering. know, but you're I'm, you're, I'm, you're not I'm,
0: answering the question. You're running the clock. There's a no, difference. I'm
5: answering a question.
0: No, because I, I didn't ask you anything about the other part. I asked you a very specific question, and then you're going you off answering, answering something I didn't ask. You everything you
5: said, even if I'm not asking you the question. So do not, uh, do you're, not, uh, uh,
2: again. All right, hold on just a second. Hold on, slow down, slow down. The, the point was that he's trying to make is <clears throat> he asked you one question, and you you're rabbit trailing. You're going off to another part. And so just stick with the one question he asked, please. And, and I, you know, whatever his reason is for doing it, we need to honor that and not just assume and try to go for because uh, no, it is just, running down he's the clock. Mr. Moderator,
5: oh. moderator, he's been answering the question also like uh, what okay. we did before, um, before the cross-examination. He's answering anything that I am not asking him.
0: No, I'm putting it in okay. context. No, no. I'm answering it in context. No,
2: no. He just asked one question. So let's just stick to that question so that we can carry on throughout the question. Otherwise, it just, what he's trying to say is we don't want to burn the clock yeah. down. Yeah. Okay, yes, that, we I want to have a good debate. Okay. If
5: you okay. if you accept the answer or not, then go ahead, because okay. I, I cannot answer you what you want me to answer.
2: Okay, so are we ready to start again? Yeah. He's going to ask yeah. the question. I'll tell you what we're going to do. Let's put 30 seconds back on no, the board. No,
0: no, that's fine. That's fine. No? Leave it as, no? as it is.
2: Okay. All right. We're, we're good. I uh, no, well, we, we just messed it up. That. That's okay.
0: Hold on a second. I, I can take three three
2: 3.36. Just right. did not tell me
5: what to answer, you know.
0: I'm not telling you what okay. to answer. I'm, no, saying, I'm asking, asking you. The one question, I'm asking so you to answer the question. Not go on to other topics. I asked you whether it was a, whether it is a response. That's all. I keep asking yes or no questions, and and you're you're not answering. Even yeah, when you say, say yes, really you go off to other there things. There are
5: questions that so, cannot be answered yes or no, sir. You believe in that.
0: Uh, yeah, but I'm asking ones that are yes or no specifically, yes, so I can uh, get through I a lot of questions. Already, I
5: said yes. Okay, I said and that's yes where it stopped. That's where it stopped. So now let me get to the next it, question. Yes, you, in the sense that he is giving it only to the elect, and that's what we are contending on. Uh, we're we're not agreeing on that.
0: Okay, that wasn't part of the question. You're assuming what I'm asking the question. That wasn't. That's not how debates work. Okay, so let's get to the next question. Can you define limited atonement?
5: Uh, limited atonement. I, what I what I uh, uh, understand is that uh, the atonement, the death of Jesus Christ, is uh, uh, only for the elect, and that so uh, that that application is only for the elect. And I think uh, the what Calvinism is teaching that uh, his death uh, is uh, available for all, but uh, it's not uh, efficient for all. all the efficacious uh, grace, I think, is uh, because of that death of the Lord Jesus Christ that would save the, only the elect, and that is not for the, for the non-elect.
0: Okay, can you define for us unconditional election?
5: Unconditional election that God uh, elected uh, some uh, for salvation in eternity past or uh, before the foundation of the world. And that is uh, the, uh, the definition of, the, of, of Calvinism, that they, uh, God already selected few people, uh, that's what we call elect, and then after that, uh, he's going to give uh, the elect uh, uh, regeneration, or uh, he's going to regenerate them, you know, uh, after they believe, I mean, hear the gospel, and then uh, give them faith so that they can be saved. So the election is already done before the foundation of the world, and that is what the Calvinists are saying.
0: What, can you define perseverance of the saints?
5: Uh, perseverance of the saints is granted to the, uh, uh, to the elect so that they will be saved uh, till, the, uh, till the end of their life, and they cannot be lost because they are already uh, elect and they are already saved. So God will grant them perseverance. Uh, throughout the, their life, and would uh, glorify them after that.
0: Could you explain what it means in Ephesians um, Ephesians 1 and verse 4, when it says, just as He chose us in Him before the foundation of the world, that uh, we would be holy and blameless before Him?
5: That is so easy to explain, that. Uh, that is one of the uh, you need, if you're talking about context, then, uh, please read the verse number one down to verse number three. It says there that that is the election that happened there, that chosen, uh, done by the Father, chosen in Him, that is in Christ. So, uh, the, be- uh, the us there, chosen us, is the, uh, that is the believers. So the saints in Ephesus, they are uh, chosen in Christ. So if they're not in Christ, they're not part of the chosen because they were without Christ. They were uh, uh, aliens in the commonwealth, commonwealth of Israel in uh, Ephesians chapter 2. So uh, the chosen there is not for salvation, but for service, to walk uh, blameless and holy before him in love. So that is not Calvinistic in there. There's not no Calvinistic in there.
0: Okay, let me just get real quick to, to repeat. I want you to, in what you just said, you said, who is the us in verse 4?
5: The us is, of course, the saints, the okay. believers.
2: Okay. Thank you. Okay. So we are at our at our, at our our last uh, response rebuttal, right? Or we we've, haven't made it through all of it.
0: Mm-hmm. I lost count. <laughs> so we're at the closing. So uh, 10 minutes closing, each. That's right. That's, that's so he, what
2: I said, the closing. You know what I said? Yeah. Okay. So um Ray, I believe you get to start with the closing, right? Okay.
0: Go ahead.
5: Hello. Uh how many minutes again?
0: Ten ten minutes.
5: All right. Re- somebody... Can you restart
0: the clock there, Pastor Justin? Can you
5: at least, uh, oh, thank because you. Because I'm muted.
0: No, you we can hear you.
5: Okay. Yeah, you're good. All right. All right. Okay. So let's start. So it's already, uh, um, we're about to end this discussion. And again, uh, there is nothing that uh, our opponent has given us. The benefit, just one benefit, because again, me as an affirmative here, I have already laid down my uh, my, uh, scope of limitation. Uh, We are only talking about Calvinism, by the way. So if it is useful or useless to us Christians and also to the unbelievers, so glad uh he already uh he already accepted that admitted that already uh that uh, it is not useful to uh it's not useful to the uh uh you don't you are not going out uh you're going you don't have to go out there teaching the tulip again the tulip because that's what i mean meant by uh Calvinism so you don't go out there teaching tulip to the unbelievers i don't know if you are uh, uh if you're if you're going to do out there, I mean, uh, uh, teach the unbelievers about the tulip. Now, um, for service, since, uh, again, I have uh, my my first presentation is already clear that uh, we as Christians, we are told to serve the Lord Jesus Christ. And that is also what uh, is given there in uh, uh, Philippians chapter 1, verse 1, number 29. That the, that it, the Bible did not say there that uh, God has given us, uh, faith to believe? No, that is uh, that is wrong. It's given in the behalf of Christ. Given in the behalf of Christ, not only to believe. So that's uh, that is uh, uh, what we can do also th- uh, right there. So I have laid down the danger side and also the uh, the the useless that it's useless. You, uh, we as non covenants actually, um, sir, my my opponent agrees or agreed already. That uh, there are non-Calvinists that uh, are saved also, so uh, it doesn't mean that you don't you have to understand everything. No, I'm not saying about uh, Trinity, uh, the Rapture, everything. No, we're talking about uh, Calvinism or the soteriology. It's all about salvation. So if we can be saved, right? If we can be saved without knowing uh, this tulip, without knowing this tulip. Because i don't know that uh, he is, he's saying that first uh, Corinthians fifteen is a weak presentation of the gospel i don 't think so. The gospel is the death burial and resurrection of Jesus Christ so that 's the result of uh, Calvinism. You cannot know uh, that is a clear presentation of the gospel now because you are in Calvinism, so that is one of the uh, one of the dangers there and also I have I am not i am not saying that um, i'm quoting i mean i'm using the resources from calvinist no i did not say that i am uh, my my point there uh, using the uh, calvin i mean the the atheist resource is that that would hinder them to scrutinizing or questioning or listening to christians because calvinism they think that uh uh, Christians, if we are going to embrace Calvinism, that the our God would be monstrous and evil. So that means it will hinder their listening to us if uh, Calvinism is if we're going to embrace Calvinism. I'm not saying that uh, we are uh, uh, we are uh, getting uh, resources from uh, from atheists. No, there's uh, so many strawman here. Uh, you're you're talking about strawman. There are so many Stroman in here. I'm uh, you're also guilty of that. So it's necessary to be saved. He said, necessary to be saved? How is it necessary that even we as non-Calvinists, if we can be saved, how is it necessary the, uh, uh, the gospel is the death, burial, resurrection of Jesus Christ? He said he is not going to use John 3.16 because that's out of context. What, uh, what are you talking about? Out of context? We know in the hermeneutics that there are also, there are also uh, stand-alone verses. The Bible says, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. And you said that that's out of context for using it. That God loves the people that, uh, because of that he, he sent his son Jesus Christ. That's out of context. Uh, and also he's not going to use, uh, Romans 5 8 because it's out of context. What do you mean out of context? So when I ask you, are you going to use John chapter 3 verse 1 to 36? He said no. <laughs> what kind of, what kind of uh you said you're going to uh do the uh, give the context so why not just uh um use everything there so i have laid out all this uh this uh, useless the calvinism again is useless you you will not go out there presenting tulip to the unbelievers because tulip is not the gospel again tulip is not the gospel that is not the gospel the gospel is the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. Paul said he declared unto us the gospel. He said in 1 Corinthians 15, 3 and 4. And Mr. Uh, Rappaport said that is not the clear presentation of the gospel. Oh my goodness. So there you go. The dangers of Calvinism. So now, um, uh, it's, it's, it's useless also here to us as believers. Because once we receive the Lord Jesus Christ. Once we believe in him. Once we are saved. We will be taught. To serve the Lord Jesus Christ. And that's what my point is. My point is in service. In getting people to be saved, you don't go out there telling tulip to people. And here in, 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 in our side, in our camp, for us to embrace Calvinism, why should we embrace Calvinism if we can do everything that we can to serve our Lord Jesus Christ? If we are non calvinists stay non-Calvinist. So that is useless again. That is, this Calvinism is useless. And the dangers is you are, you will be, uh, a liar because he admitted that you cannot know who are the elect, who are the non-elect. Yes, that's true. And then if you're, if you're going out there evangelizing people, you're going to tell them that God loves them for God's all of the world and God died for them because you're going to present the gospel knowing that this is, this is, this person is elect then you will be a liar to the, per, to the non-elect because God does not love the non-elect in the sense of uh, sending Jesus Christ to die for them. That is, not the, that is not the teaching of Calvinism. I don't know what Calvinism here because I believe Calvinists also, they, they, don't, they do not agree in everything. That's, uh, you need to, uh, you need to uh, believe in that because that is, that is true. So, uh, uh, um, regarding salvation, you can be saved not knowing tulip because you can be saved by the gospel. The gospel is the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ, not the tulip. That is another gospel. These people that are preaching that the tulip is the gospel is a curse according to Galatians chapter 1 verse number 6 to 9. You are a curse for uh, twisting, perverting the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. And also... It is dangerous because it supports the uh, the accusation of atheists, and uh, that would hinder them from coming to Christ because their uh, their position, their accusations can be true in Calvinism. Okay, that's what my point is. And then uh, that is also would doubt uh, their salvation. Christians would doubt why? Because you don't know people here that are commenting. Do you know that you're elect? Do you know for sure that you're one of the elect? I don't think so. So if you're not one of the elect then start praying now. start praying that you are one of the elect so that you will be saved because if you're not, then you're just assuming because uh you don't you cannot know uh how uh, I mean if you're one of the elect or not and also um, you cannot you cannot also uh pray for all people to be saved you cannot and uh <laughs> Uh, going out there soul winning to people uh, that are unelect that would make you a liar a false advertiser Jesus says come unto me so again uh, this Calvinism is useless and dangerous doctrine so why we embrace it well, no we cannot embrace it the only reason here that uh, uh, our opponent is saying is that Calvinism is useful for salvation what Calvinism is useful for salvation can you be can you save uh, if you are going to know the tulip is that what you're uh, but you are you are also agreeing that you don't have to explain everything about the tulip because you're going to explain the gospel just the gospel for them to be saved so what's the use no so uh, i i cannot uh, I cannot uh, find anything here useful for salvation that is the only reason now that is given to us. we can be saved without uh without tulip. This doctrine of the tulip, you can be saved because that is not the gospel. That is a perversion of the gospel. You can be saved. If you know John 3, 16, Romans chapter 5, verse number 8 and everything out there, without knowing tulip, you can be saved, I tell you. So that is is irrelevant and that is uh, useless to the people out there. And it is also useless for us so that we can go out there, do missions, do everything for the service of the Lord Jesus Christ without knowing Calvinism, we can do it. So why embrace Calvinism? Just give us one reason so that we can be also a Calvinist like you guys. So whatever you can say there, but uh, you cannot uh, force that to us. That is useless and dangerous doctrine. God bless you.
2: Let's go ahead and restart here. Andrew, are
0: you ready, brother? Go for it. <clears throat> okay. All right. So he said that, uh, you know, and this is a thing to, to note. First off, he says, give me one, you know, he wants to give me one reason. For folks who know what Calvinism is, I hope you enjoyed this. What did you see? In the cross examination, Ray agreed with Calvinism, which shows us two things. One, he has no clue what Calvinism actually is. You heard that as I asked him to define each of the five points and he gave wrong definitions over and over again. Uh he realizes it's a response. Yes, that's exactly what we believe. He's a Calvinist, folks. He says it's dangerous. Well, according to him the re- the rapture is useless and dangerous because we don't share that when we share the gospel. I have never once shared and nor have I seen the need to share it. Why? Because that's not what I'm doing in sharing the gospel. So what he does is is take two things that have nothing to do with each other and put them together. He he, he set this up to debate the topic of Calvinism, and then what do you see him to do? He's actually been debating something else throughout the whole debate. Whether you need to explain the teachings of Calvinism when explaining the gospel— two totally different things when you have to do things like that uh that is illogical this is the reason that uh he, he really shouldn't be debating i'll explain that in a moment uh he said uh that he, he keeps saying what he understands calvinism what he understands calvinism he doesn't go to the actual sources to to make the equivocation of what atheists say people who hate god and you're going to say that well we're going to trust what when where what they're saying is going to count for how we're going to understand Scripture? No. We don't look at the reactions of those who are enemies of God and say that that's going to be the definition. Notice he didn't engage with the actual teachings of what Calvinism is. He deals with the reaction of it. He uses logical fallacies, verses out of context, and has to sit there and answer something that is not the topic of debate, showing that he was not prepared. He would have been prepared if he understood the definitions. Over and over again, you heard him claim that I provided, that, that I supposedly said that Calvinism is not useful. Um, I will say this again. I know from what I've already heard, the hundreds of, of Filipinos that have contacted me about this man's behavior, that he's going to claim he won. He's going to claim victory. And you could see from this debate how he's going to do it. He's claiming I agreed with his pr- proposition. Although, what do you have to do? Twist the meaning of words. That is not how you do things. That is a logical fallacy making it invalid. So every time you guys hear him claim that he won this debate, you know he's lying. Because I never once agreed with the preposition that he's claiming. He's he's claiming that Calvinism is useless and dangerous. The, the teachings of Calvinism, which he actually agreed with, shows you how little he understands Calvinism. But... He actually agreed with the proper teachings of Calvinism. He claims I agreed with him that it's useful. I said that the teachings of Calvinism are necessary. How could that possibly say that they're useless? No, I'm saying that they're more than useful. I'm saying they're necessary. You have to believe in the teachings that God grants, or as the scriptures in his translation says, gives us belief. That's what we're responding to, folks. It's the, the fact of what God does in us. That's the response. That is the gospel message. So it's necessary. He claimed that I agreed, uh, not only with his, his position, he kept saying that, uh, and that I didn't provide a single thing useful. Well, I don't know. What's more useful than saying it's necessary? That's the most useful thing. The irony is I didn't have to do any of that because every one of you who knows the, what Calvinism teaches knows that he agreed. He didn't even, that shows you how little he understands the topic because he didn't even know he was agreeing with Calvinism. He doesn't even know what Calvinism actually teaches. Therefore, he should not be doing this debate. He says that, it, that this is going to hinder someone from believing. An atheist who hates God is not hindered because of the teaching of Calvinism, okay? They're, they're hindered because of their love for self. He, he argues that John 3 and, John, and Romans 5, that I won't use them. Well, I would, you know, he talked about context. Well, take the context of the question. The context of the question was speaking of the love of God, who God loved. That's the context. And in the context that we saw, it didn't support what he said. Now, here's the thing. This is what, you know, people were challenging me, why am I willing to take this debate? Well, I took this debate for a very simple reason. I wanted to expose that Ray should not be doing debates. Uh, in our pre-debate discussion, he was uh, asking, he didn't even understand the difference between rebuttal and a cross-examination. Uh, James White responded, let me read what James said with, when asked to debate Ray. He said, first, your thesis statement is a non-starter. If you understood scholastic debate, you would know that. Second, what qualifies you to engage in meaningful debate in this field? Further, if you came up with the statement above, the one that shows such ignorance of both Reformed theology and Islam, why should anyone waste their time? See, James White recognized, as I exposed here, that Ray doesn't understand the topics that he's debating. Now, from what I can gather from what I've seen from all of the Filipinos down, down there is that Ray seems to be a very dangerous person. Several, I mean, hundreds of people contacted me asking me not to give him a platform. Uh, I asked him what church he went to and, and the response, and, you know, that he gave was very strange. I asked what church? That's a simple thing, because if we're going to do a debate, we're going to address these things. We get, you know, I'm going to have to say what church he claims to be a pastor of. And here was his response. I'm giving you this. So you see the post. Now I'm going to have to read this with a, with translation. What church do you go to? His response is this. His response was to post a, a, a thing from somebody else. This is the, so asking what's the church. And it, and the, what he posts is something that says, uh, Malicious and malicious accusations without basis. I went to B B C with Pastor A R Futi, mispronouncing it. Sorry, uh, Apologetics last July. I was introduced to him and to the brethren who witnessed uh, also in front of many. There were no negative vibes there. Pastor of good relationship to them. Accusations like these are barber stories, tall, uh, tall tales, and I know not the website of his own church. So. So, or sorry, the tall tales it stops there. So he didn't know the name of his his, the website of his church. By the way, when I asked him that, that's a very defensive posture. It makes me believe that everything I've heard about him is actually true. That he he that there seems to be many who say he left a church in a bad way. That he ended up just starting his own church, not a church that started and called him, but he started it. That would be bad if that happened. But the fact if he left a church in a bad way. Uh, that would be bad. The fact that when asking what church he goes to, he gets defensive like that—dangerous. Now, it is kind of interesting because one of the things we had is we—he we, exposed. He admitted in our in our pre-debate, he admitted that he was that he used a that he was using ad hominem attacks. I'll put this up so you can see that as well. You can see here that he he ends up saying, I said so you admit that you use ad hominem attacks with me. Thank you. Why? Because he said he he ends up saying that and he, what's his response? Here, yes, because we are not in a formal debate so he's not opposed to using ad hominem attacks why do i point that out because you saw that you saw some of the logical fallacies he uses today now i know that many think that he's going to be using this to try to claim credibility. Well, the reality is this. Uh, We plan to put the full exchange that we had in, in the exchange on our website. We will be putting up an article with a link to this debate at Striving for Eternity. Now, something he doesn't know about Striving for Eternity, it has a very high ranking. I will be making sure that Whenever he, and you people look up his name or, or this, this supposed ministry, you're going to find this debate, which exposes that here is a man who does not know the topic he is debating. He should not be debating it. He actually agrees with the very thing that he says is useless and dangerous. Why? Because he doesn't know what Calvinism actually is. That was exposed just by asking questions. You saw the tactics he was using of logical fallacies, taking scripture out of context, and then having to claim that I agree with him when I'm saying over and over again, I am not. What is he doing? He's trying to twist what I'm saying just like he twists scripture. This is not a man that we should be having claiming to be a pastor. This is not a man who should be doing debates. He's not qualified, just as James White, who's done over a hundred, I think over 200 now debates, formal debates, recognized. So folks, this is a man to avoid. Scripture is quite clear that when you have someone who, who misrepresents people as he has done throughout this debate, you are to mark a contentious man as he is. You mark them and avoid them. And my challenge would be that that's what should be done with him. He should be marked and avoided because he is dangerous to the body of Christ, as many of the Filipinos have recognized. And I hope that any of you that may be thinking to follow him would avoid this, because he cannot follow Scripture. And that was, that is my final comment. Okay, I'll let you put yourself in. I was trying to put you yes, back in. Yes, I will do it. There you go. That,
2: that'll work. Okay, let's go ahead and uh, bring uh, uh, Ray back in. Um, let's see. So oh, what we have whole lot of homin there okay
5: You're too um, professional,
2: so,
0: huh? okay well um, I, you can't call it on a hominem when you on. when when i put up your own words and your own posts and i will put up all all of them actually is the plan
2: yeah actually and so oh, okay. that that is right. that is the I issue understand. um hold on uh, please don't, please don't just, just start uh, talking right over everybody um we had a good debate we had a good discussion uh, we used the the information uh, and we had we had some questions that came in, and uh, I tried to write down as many as I could. I got uh, t- uh, about fifteen questions, and uh, I did throw in one of my own. Um, <laughs> so I have a question: um, uh, Where is tulip in the Bible? So uh, uh, I'll let Ra. You can answer quick, and then Andrew, I'll let you say it uh, say quickly. Uh, the random questions have popped up. So go ahead.
5: So uh, I will. Really- be answering it first. Yes,
2: I'll be answering go ahead. it
5: first. Yeah, right. Yeah, good. Uh, where is tulip in the Bible? There's no even shadow of tulip in the Bible. Not even a the shadow. Okay. nothing in there uh, in the Bible. Tulip is a, an invention of a uh, Catholic lawyer John Calvin, and uh, but formalized by the Senate of Dort. So uh, that is not even biblical. You think it is, but it's not biblical, and. The dangers of it—you uh, see it right there. Um, okay. uh, claiming to be uh, a reputation, uh, a lot of reputation there, and then a very uh, strong an argument and everything, <laughs> and a seeming lies because he doesn't know me. Uh, he is just uh, listening to the other side, one-sided. So that's the—that's okay. the, the—that is the danger of it because that's not... Okay, the big, hold
2: on, hold on, hold on. Uh, just uh, try to try to stick to the question so we can... Uh, we got 15 questions and and if we do this, if how we do much this an How many minutes should
5: we have? Well,
2: we're, we're done with the we're done done with the debate, but I'm just trying to... Let, let's just carry on and get the questions out of the way. And, yes, are, this,
5: okay. have, I'm, I'm answering it. It's not in the Bible. Even okay, it's not in the Bible.
2: Okay. Uh, Andrew, would you have a response on that?
0: Yeah, sure. Um, f- I guess my response would be, again, showing the ignorance. Uh, John Calvin wasn't catholic uh and calvinism was based from augustine <laughs> uh, who got it from paul uh, so your, your total depravity you can see that in romans 5 12 and following okay you could see the uh the irresistible grace that uh he he, he even ray agreed to is a response to what? Well, Philippians one twenty nine, that God gives to us not only belief but also suffering. So God gives us that, and how do we respond to that? Belief, He, you know, we respond to that by response. That's the that is what that is. Uh, whether you can lose your salvation, I would go to the Colossians uh, two passage that all of our sins were at the cross. Uh, limited atonement i would just go to the fact that uh there's someone in hell so it's clearly not applied to everybody uh, any passage that talks about hell um and unconditional election well we read the scriptures of ephesians uh that that even ray agreed that he chose us the us is believers so i i mean there's tons of passages you can go to uh you know go to um uh, I don't know if he has it on karm.org, but you can go to uh, Calvinist Corner and see, Matt Slick has a whole list of, of scriptures uh, that you can see that support the teachings of Calvinism. Now, let me, let me say, what is it he's doing? Again, notice the, 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 the play of words. He's talking about a, a theology system that was developed much, much later, and saying, well, that's not in scripture. Well, the rapture is not in scripture either by his own way of thinking. There's no verse that says, that defines the rapture. It talks about twinkling in the eye. But you see, it doesn't talk about it the way that we have developed. You know, if he's talking rapture, I'm going to assume premillennialism. But premillennialism is not defined in the scriptures. Oh, you can see the teachings of it. Now, notice that difference, because that's the difference of this whole debate. The difference is, I've been talking about the teachings and he's talking about something that was developed thousands of years later, that is a logical fallacy, okay? Because it it, it has no bearing on the actual topic. It it may make good to be able to say, well, see, see, he agrees with me. Um, No, I I don't agree with it because the teachings, the teachings, the actual, what Calvinism actually teaches, that's the question, not what someone develops later.
2: So okay, so so you know, one side says it's not; it's in the Bible. One other side says it's not. Uh, another question that came up: uh, Ra, uh, a question came up from Zigfried uh, Diaz. I'll, I don't know his middle name. Um, he said, uh, "Do you believe that Calvinists are Christians?"
5: Again, there's a motorcycle passing by. Please, can you repeat? Okay, um, Siegfried asked
2: the question: Do you believe that Calvinists are Christians?
5: Um, I believe that some Calvinists are Christians, but not all. Uh, there are so many Calvinists out there that uh, they're not saved. That is my own perspective because as they do with the scriptures, uh, they cannot understand simple scriptures and they are rejecting uh, the the Bible. I say there in uh, Ephesians chapter one, verse number four, that uh, God the Father chosen chosen us in Him. There's an in Him there. That's the very important phrase. We're, you're not chosen be, uh, to be saved, but it's uh, chosen in Him to walk holy, and that is sanctification <clears throat> right there. So we, it's not talking about chosen to salvation. So I believe there are Calvinists out there that there are most of them, if not all, most of them are not Christians. They are not saved. They still need the, uh, the gospel. Uh, but there are, I believe, there are Calvinists uh, right there, uh, there in the camp that are also saved. But I can point out who or who's not. But what I'm saying is there are many Calvinists out there that are unsaved.
0: And, and, so and I guess ahead. I already, I already answered that question that.
2: straight to, well, yeah. Let, let's put this question to Andrew as well. Yeah. Andrew, do you believe yeah. that the Arminian is a Christian? Yeah. I, and uh, I was going to say, I already,
0: Christian. I already answered it earlier, but yeah, uh, I, I would agree with him that there are some who, who hold to the teachings of Calvinism that are not saved. I think there's them, those who would teach that would hold to the teachings of Arminianism that are not saved, having no bearing on the teachings themselves. Notice the difference. Um, I think, I think what Ray would have to do is show how Calvinism, the teaching of Calvinism, leads someone to not be saved. That's, that's dangerous to claim that something taught in the Bible leads people to not be saved, um, especially when, when he believes in all five points of Calvinism. So the, the point that I guess I would say is, yes, there's people who of all walks of life who claim to be Christian and are not. That's okay. clear from 1 John 2.19.
2: Okay, so let's go ahead and, and and keep on this is this is going good. Uh, uh Chris Kirby asked the question uh RA if you want to answer it first that's fine. Uh do you believe that the non-elect are saved as well?
5: Uh first of all, if I I'm going to answer it first? Yeah, go ahead. All right. Uh first of all, we believe that uh the um, only those who believe will be saved and we don't uh we don't believe there is, uh, the question itself is uh, uh, a complex question, or I should say it's uh, that's, uh, the, that's illogical, because uh, we don't believe there is elect or non-elect. So, well, okay, uh, so let's country. ask that question. Do you, so, believe,
2: do you believe that uh, election is biblical? Let's ask that.
5: Okay, yes, I believe uh, uh, election is biblical, but election is for service, not elect for salvation please, uh, please take note of that I believe election there are so many people like uh, Jesus Christ is elect uh, the, the Israelites they are elect um, there are election in the Bible but not the election of the unconditional election of Calvinism that is wrong and that is not biblical I am not agreeing with any of the uh, tulip doctrine as uh, supposed as uh, by Mr. Andrew Right now, he's not. Uh, he's not me. I, I'm. I'm rejecting everything that's fully there. But election, biblical election, is true because we can. Uh, uh, we as Christians, we are elected for service, and we're also elect elected to walk uh, a holy life. So okay. that's election in the Bible. But unconditional election, election for salvation, that is not biblical. There's no one verse. Uh, there is no other. I mean, there is no verse to support that at least uh, in context.
2: Okay. So, Andrew, uh, would you go ahead and yeah. tell us about the election and maybe talk about the non-elect? Are they saved as well as well?
0: Yeah. I, I guess, you know, I, I would say that, as Ray had said, uh, when we looked at Ephesians chapter 1, uh, he chose us. That's the word elect. That's where we get that word from. He chose us. The us, as he agreed, is believers, not service. It doesn't say he chose us for service. But what he says, he predestined us. To adoption, that's salvation, okay? According to God's will, not ours, so, what you see in there is that that passage, which he agreed is the us is believers, that yes, election is in the Bible because, well, the word is there. It's right there in Ephesians 1-4. Um, and so, this, this is the thing. I mean, when, when he says he disagrees with all the five points of, of Calvinism, let's be clear, he disagrees with a straw man argument of what Calvinism believes. I disagree with his straw man argument of what Calvinism believes. But he and I both agree with what Calvinism actually teaches, which he doesn't understand, which is why he shouldn't do debates. But is it biblical? Yes, it's biblical because we have that. And he actually agreed uh, when we asked the questions that the us is believers— that God chose believers in Him before the foundation of the world. Uh, it is good to note if you if you guys go back and rewind that question, uh, ju- uh, Justin, when you asked him the question before you asked him specifically about election, mm-hmm. he disagreed with it, and then you asked him about election and he agreed with it. Yeah. So you can probably pick that up, but folks go back and rewatch that. Why? Because it shows you that he doesn't understand what he's discussing. This, these yeah. topics are unfortunately above him in, in, he's not understanding the theological points. He's not understanding the logical points. He's not understanding this whole thing. And so if he, he presents himself as a good debater and, um, from the experience tonight, I'd have to say, sir, that you're, you're an amateur at best. Unfortunately, it's not an ad hominem. It's an accurate uh, view of how you've been handling yourself.
5: Yeah, me too. You're an amateur to me.
0: <laughs> okay. B- before we
2: start in the ad hominem, though, so, um, let's go ahead and uh, question number seven. Um, uh, number seven says, um, this is for both of you. What does it mean that something is necessary? What does the word necessary mean? I mean, we need to deal with definitions, so, you know, what is it? I
5: think you need to answer first, Mr. Andrew. Well, he, he was having you
2: answer first, no, so I was it's, Yeah, it's, I'll, I'll let you answer, Ray, and then Andrew can go. It, it doesn't matter to me, however you want to do it, just but that's fine.
5: I think uh, you go first, uh, Mr. Andrew, because you're rebutting what I'm saying, and I, I cannot rebut, so... Uh, no, no,
2: no. This is a completely different question. What does the word "necessary" mean? <clears throat> what do you understand it to mean? It's a completely different question.
5: Yeah, you go first, Brother Andrew.
2: Okay,
0: sure. Yeah, I'm gonna. I'm just gonna quickly look it up in a, a dictionary here to see. Give you a dictionary definition. Necessary means that, uh, as I'm, you know, something that you can't have without. And so, when I'm saying that it's necessary, the teachings, not the, not the, the system. But the teachings, uh, when you say something is, it, it, you need it to be saved. So, the word for necessary, the dictionary definition, being essential, indispensable. Um, let's see. Uh, well, there's some logical reasons, but, but essentially that's, that's the real cue for the way we're using it. Uh, being essential or indispensable. And so, I'm saying that since the teachings that we have in presenting the gospel message are necessary they're essential to what it means to be saved when we present the gospel we are going to say that someone that as ray agreed that our volition was affected by sin that, so we believe that people are sinners that is going to that right there is going to then be from there we go to um the fact that we can't save ourselves. The fact is, if we claim that that we can do anything, then we belittle Christ. Anything we say we could add to what Christ did on the cross, when that's when our sin was paid for. If we think we could add to that, even in a response, but the reality is a response has to have an action. Again, necessity, that's the gospel. Yep. And so necessity means it's essential. And therefore, if it's essential, it cannot be useless.
2: Okay. Ray, do you have a response to that, or you want to answer it? Just, just say, you know, what do you, what do you believe? Uh, what does necessary mean to you?
5: Yeah, necessary is absolutely needed or much or required. So Calvinism, the tulip is not necessary. It's not required. It's not needed for uh, someone to be saved, and also so that- for uh, Christians to live a Christian life. It's really useless. It's unnecessary. It's uh, the other way around. So. When you are saying that it is necessary, that means that it's a perverted uh, gospel. The gospel oh, is... Okay. So okay. I want to no, no, ask
0: a question oh, real uh-huh. quick. So when you say that, it's, that it's, it's not necessary, are you talking about the theological system that was developed years, centuries later that you are calling Calvinism, or are you talking about the teachings that Calvinism believes in? That
5: tulip, the systematic soteriology tulip, is the one I'm talking about. I'm saying that in my opening statement already. Yeah. So that is the useless, that is not needed, that is not required, because that is not the gospel.
0: No, now it's not needed. It's not needed because you can explain the gospel without de- using the language of tulip. Correct.
5: Even the teaching, not only the language, but the teaching that man is incapable of believing. Uh, uh, God already chosen so, uh, some. Bl- but we don't believe. We didn't believe that. The teaching itself. Okay, so the, so te- the, itself, teaching the teaching that
0: you, that people are sinners. Is that is that people essential? Are
5: sinners. That is uh, my position, even if I am
0: not a Calvinist. Okay. Uh, well, you, you actually are a Calvinist. We've already established that. You I'm just not. don't know what Calvinism teaches. I'm so, not. so you, the the belief that men are sinners is that essential. I believe in that. That's biblical. Okay. That is, not is, is the fact that we, we that we have to respond to God is that is that uh, is that useless?
5: We have to respond to God. That is not Calvinism. That itself. is Calvinism. That is in the Bible, but that's Calvinism right because Calvinism is, is in the live. Bible. <laughs> Okay it's, so it's, uh, I'm talking about the of the a specific tulip.
0: Okay.
2: So you're so, so you're, saying word, like, you're saying the word you're uh, saying the word tulip. The is word tulip. The yeah.
5: Not, okay, so the, we, we, not the word I am not uh basing on the word but the the doctrine itself the Okay. The, so, uh, so the
2: next question is this. Do hmm. you believe that men are dead in trespasses and sin? Of course it's in
5: the Bible it's not tulip.
2: <laughs> okay.
5: Um, <laughs> that, that's total Andrew, depravity, right there, folks. Um, just so you realize. Let me clarify uh, that answer so that uh, you will not, uh, no, uh, you will not uh, misrepresent me. Again, I believe man is sinner. He cannot save himself. He is doomed to hell because of the after the fall, and then uh, he cannot save himself. And that is not only the tulip. The tulip is there. Is there should be there must be. Regeneration, uh, regeneration precedes faith, and then man is not uh, capable of believing unless God would regenerate him. That is, do you be, do you deny that?
0: Yeah, okay. yeah, I deny that. You, you, that definition. Yep, I I don't believe so you have a right definition. deny that
5: regeneration precedes faith in Calvinism. You deny that, correct?
0: Yeah, uh, you're again. You're exposing. See this. You really should have been instead of being so ready to attack me. You should have been listening to what I was actually saying, and then maybe you would have had a better debate, and you wouldn't have looked so embarrassing. But the reality is, I made that very clear in the opening when I said that that God work this doctrine of superintending God works through people so that the very things they choose are exactly as God intended them to be. Okay, I explained it with.
5: Oh, that's it, um, sir. sir. I the horn. I, I um, misrepresenting you. If I mean, if, I am not debating you tonight. If you deny regeneration precedes faith uh, in Calvinism doctrine. So I, I'm sorry, you're not the one that I'm, uh, I'm debating right now because I'm, I'm debating uh, other side of Calvinism.
0: Ah, uh, so you're not but debating they are, they are the Calvinists person you're debating. Who
5: believe regeneration precedes faith, <laughs> so, like Aris Sproul, like uh, uh, James White? They believe regeneration precedes faith. Logically,
0: logically, or down. chronologically.
5: Logically, everything that I'm uh, saying right now, they okay, believe... Good. No, that's resolution. good, because but you, you agree. Video, if you want me to say the video, then, then yes, again, I'm sorry if I misrepresent you. No, 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 you, you actually, no, you actually, no,
0: you actually, it's, it's good. I'm glad that you said that because you just agreed with them because you had said that you believe that it is a response... Yeah. That's exactly what they believe. It's a response. So
5: what I what I'm saying in response is the faith that I responded to the gospel. That's my response it's to what hey, you we have a breakdown here. If you are claiming okay. that is the response, that's it. But I, Justin, you can't make
0: this stuff up. This is great. I, I know.
2: I know. So, okay. All right. Uh, we're we're doing good. We're, uh, let's just try to keep it on focus here. Um, so, question. Uh, KT and Jesus, a uh, wonderful sister who's been uh, constantly responding and talking in the in the chat and everything. Uh, she asked the question, do you believe that you keep yourself saved or are you trusting in God to keep you saved?
5: No, I, I believe that the salvation is already there. I don't have to maintain my salvation because um salvation means uh, to be born again in the family of God, and that cannot be taken away from me and uh owning also uh receiving eternal life, God has promised I don't have to retain it myself, I don't have to work for it, it's already there uh, because God gave it, and he will not uh he will not uh, take it back, and also salvation is a sealing of the Holy Spirit, and that cannot be taken away from me so after I am saved, I have to uh, do the things that uh, for uh, I have to serve my Savior. Do the things that are pleasing in His sight. So uh, that's the only thing that I need to work out for, and that is for my uh, rewards. And that is not to retain salvation.
2: That's okay, so why. just just so we're clear, you yes. believe you believe that that uh, you, you believe in salvation that if you are saved, you are eternally secure, right?
0: Of course, yeah. He said okay. that. He said that earlier. I just, I just wanted to clear yeah, no, that. No, no. the question. Yeah. The question yeah, came up. that's so. okay. That's um, okay. Uh, so,
2: is God a monster if He does not save everyone? No,
5: God is a monster if He will only save the other sinners and not even given uh, uh, a chance to other sinners he would be a monster and evil god for that
0: can i ask can i ask you a question why does god have to give us a chance It that is was the because
5: next question. he is giving oh. giving chance to the elect why if, uh, if god will not give a chance to everybody that's it that's 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 good why but if he is giving chance to the uh, elect and why not Given chance to all, that would be make that would can, make God injustice if uh, He's not going uh, to give chance to everybody. Can
0: Can you give some scripture that says that God gives a chance to everybody?
5: Of course, the Bible says uh, He is not of uh, he's not a respecter of persons. That's that, the that's verse. out of
0: context. That has nothing to do with it.
5: Uh, yeah. I I don't know if uh, if you will disagree with that. That's okay. Okay, you can agree to fine. disagree.
2: Um next question is is can you point out the standalone verses that you talked about?
5: Uh so many standalone verses uh point out standalone verses um Genesis let's go back to Genesis chapter 6 there is a standalone verse there. Um if it's not really out of context but it's if you think that is that would be out of context also uh, if uh, in that sense because this is this is not under context here. Like Genesis chapter 6 verse number um, there were giants on the earth, it says there. Um, I don't know, where, where's the verse here? Uh, I like uh, verse 4. There were giants in the earth in those days, so that's not a that's not context. The context is all about men, uh, about their, their, their wickedness, and God is going to judge them. But the, there's a standalone verse there that says there is a giant that is out of context in the sense, but it is there. That means that there's an introduction for the giants, uh, that we believe that there are giants because of that verse, but we can believe that verse without even taking everything in the context. We can believe in that standalone verse there.
0: Right, I'm not, can you me, explain that? Because I'm, I'm not following, following you. I'm not following you. I
2: don't understand what you're saying. Yeah. I'm, I'm, no, no disrespect meant there. I just I don't understand it. This is standalone um, verse for what? The
5: context of Genesis chapter 6 is all about man um, having... Uh, uh, let 's see it says here the the corruption on the earth, and then God is going to judge the people through the flood and uh through Noah, but in verse number four there 's a standalone verse there that says there were giants in the earth so what has what has to, uh, i mean the giants in there well, they, they don 't have to do their uh, i mean God does not uh, it 's not uh in the context itself. So uh, the it's already mentioned there that there were giants, but it's not about the context. The context is about the the earth
0: uh, No, the the context the context is that they were the offspring of the sons of God and daughters of men.
5: No, that is not the. Uh, uh, I also disagree with that. We can have the debate about that, but just uh, read the chapter. <laughs> the, yeah, I, I read the, the The chapter is there. That man uh, getting married to so many people but uh, it says there there were also giants on the earth so that is not the context in there but uh, not to mention also in proverbs in the book of psalms well, well, hold on slow down, stop 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 oh, by stop, the way
3: do you, do you
2: hold on you... hold on hold on wait 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 if you if yeah. you keep if you keep arguing over me i'll just mute you listen don't do that don't. okay we're trying to stick with the context okay the the issue is you're saying that there are standalone verses, and several people had asked for you to demonstrate standalone verses. That does not demonstrate a standalone verse. What that means is is you don't understand what the passage is saying. And I I've I've done a very good job of I not saying anything else. And, and hold on, hold on, please stop. You're asking me. I need to answer. And you. So anyway, I just muted you because I told you I, I'm not going to have you just screaming over me. Okay, hold on. This is talking about a passage and I'm asking you to show what the people are asking you to is to show how any of these verses are stand alone. Now, I'll let you go ahead and do that, but I'm just asking can you make it clear because your answer was not clear at all.
5: All right. Again, uh, if I'm going to answer you, you don't have to agree with me. No. You know? No. I'm
2: asking you, you to have answer to agree the question. With me.
5: So my my uh, my verse there. Why I'm saying I'm giving that verse as a standalone verse is that uh, it's not on the context. Uh, giants has nothing uh, have nothing to do with uh, about God destroying uh, the. Uh, there there's some notion about that. that that's, that's what Mr. Andrew said that that is the descendants. I disagree in that. So giants there is just uh, mentioned by God to to let us know that there are giants. Uh, it's about to introduce the Anakims. So the the giants there has nothing to do with the context of uh, people being corrupt, and God is going to judge them by flood. There's nothing to do, uh, it's nothing, giants has nothing to do with that uh, in that sense. But God has given us that understanding that we can understand that verse alone, that there are giants on the earth without, uh, without, uh, can you please show me in, in, uh, all, all of the verses that uh, uh, points out about the giants, even the, about who who are they, you cannot. But uh, that Goliath is was a giant. <laughs> okay, so again,
2: you anyway, can disagree with me, and we can. The Bible have disagrees about with that. you, sir. Sorry, um, Andrew. Do you want to add to
0: that, or do you want, you want me to just let go from I, I, the next I one? I didn't even understand what he was attempting to say. It was okay. Yeah.
5: So uh, just tell me that. Uh, just tell me that you you will deny in the Bible that there are standalone verses. Just tell me.
0: Yeah, I, I disagree with that. The Bible. The, you know why? Because there weren't any there verses, were no verses in the Bible for like eight hundred years. There were no verse numbers.
5: Well, okay. Nothing to. nothing to uh, what. What has to do with the uh, verses? I, I'm not talking about the verses, but the context.
0: Yeah, what you're doing is w- what's called taking something out of context. And if if you have to do that to make an argument, your argument is wrong. Well, I'm not I'm not saying that I'm th- uh,
5: the the issue there is is there any standalone verse in the Bible? So you you disagree. I mean you you do not believe that there are no every uh, every verse. Stand-alone uh,
0: every part of the Bible has a context.
5: Uh, so uh, in, in Proverbs everything is in context,
0: correct? Yeah, there's a context there, and those are individual proverbs that fit into a context. You can't take that. You can't take what you
5: the. Saying?
2: What are you saying?
0: Well, if yeah. you'd stop talking over me, you'd find that out. Let's. Let, we'll yeah, move go on now. I'm sorry.
2: Okay, so the next question is, um, let's see. Would you use Isaiah chapter 19 to witness to an unbeliever, and if not, why not?
5: Um, no, That's too Isaiah, much. Um, Isaiah nineteen. Was there
0: a yeah, specific verse? The
5: Roman Road, John three sixteen, Romans five eight, Revelations twenty one, Revelations twenty. So that's too much to use uh, Isaiah uh, for that. So uh, all I have to do, is, uh, all I all have to use is even uh, the book of Romans is, uh, itself. Mm-hmm. Can uh, so would you use been, the uh,
2: entire book of Romans? Let's go ahead and switch it over there. Just uh, one or two. Uh, like. Uh, well, the reason I'm asking, and this is my question, by the way.
0: Yeah, and I, yeah. I'm guessing this is your question. Can I, can I, I take a shot at book the You just have to, uh, for example, uh, Romans chapter
5: 10, verse yeah. 9 and 10, and to 13. Okay, here's, a, the, here's the, question. the question.
0: Oh, let, me, let, me, let, me, let me respond, because I think I, I, want to, I want to just see if I'm right. So then by that, if we don't use Isaiah 19, then Isaiah 19 is useless and dangerous. Because you don't need that for the gospel. You don't need that. that. Hold it. Let me finish. Let me finish.
2: If you're talking over people, nobody can understand what's being
0: said. Your whole argument has been that it's useless and dangerous if it isn't used when we're sharing the gospel. And so it's only the gospel that's, that's been your argument. You can't mm. say no now. That has been your argument throughout, for the okay, last three hours. remain may respond. May respond. Okay, so yes, please respond.
5: Understand me because I'm saying that you, uh, Calvinism is useless. If you are going out there in soul winning area, I'm not telling, I'm not, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not telling here that. Uh, it's useless if i'm not gonna gonna use the verse that okay is, okay so then Roman is isaiah argument.
0: is isaiah 19 useless in presenting the gospel
5: because what i'm saying calvinism is use, useless to the unbelievers you don't want to go out there telling them about calvinism or the tulip in soul-winning areas, okay, sir, so, so, sir, so I'm just going to oh, say hold on. Every okay.
2: single word of God is profitable. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, of course. So, so here's no, no. Here, no. You, you keep saying that this is useless. That is useless. Every word of God is profitable. Not the word of God. Okay. So here's here's the thing. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. And, 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 and
0: I said this. Hold on, Ray. Here's the thing I said to you earlier. Okay. And I want you to see. Either either I'm not. I'm really not sure right now with you whether you are so tied to winning a debate that you're not. Even trying to listen to what's being said or communicated, uh, and you're just accused, you, sir. Okay, you, you could you could do that; it'd be a fallacy, but you could try. That can be accused to you, sir. Except I haven't misrepresented you. So here's the You've thing: been misrepresenting so, me so all the time. Here. You, you 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 just haven't presented any examples like I did. So here's the thing: so in, so making a claim without support is just a baseless claim. So here's the thing: when you keep saying that it's. It's what's useful for presenting the gospel. What he's doing with the Isaiah 19, what I did with the rapture, it's the same thing. All we did was replace a different teaching or a different passage of scripture. That's yeah. all we did. Right. And you, to, you, you, so, said,
5: you said earlier. Can, can I
0: finish? That you are not a sentence? going
5: to use John
0: 3:16. Okay. Can I finish a sentence? Romans
5: 5:8. I guess I can't okay. finish well, a that sentence. Also make you uh, that would also uh, use against you. Okay, uh, so, so no, no, hold
2: it? on, hold on, and that was my, the reason I asked that question was, yes. just so it's clear, if he doesn't use John 3.16, or he doesn't use all of John 3.16, the entire thing, then, it's, then he's he's an error, and that's why I asked, if yeah. you use all of Romans 9, all of Isaiah 19, you see, my argument for this is this, I can use any section of the scripture at all, and it's all profitable. I don't sure. have to, but oh, but your no, your straw man no here is to say hold on, but your straw man is to say that if he doesn't use the the passages that you're demanding, then he's and uh, uh, you know having problems. Um, Mike Weavy actually asked the question, did you say that Andrew is anathema and is in danger of perverting the gospel because he, he heard you say it? Actually, I I heard the same thing, so uh, that was the next question. Did you say that? And would you say he's He's anathema for perverting the gospel?
5: Um, I would say yes if he say that Calvinism is the gospel. That, that's anathematized.
0: Calvinism Charles is Spurgeon is
2: anathema as well, too. I just want to make sure yeah. that's, well, that's clear. Well, but
0: see, but hold on. Here's the thing again. We get back to definitions, which he doesn't like, right? Yeah. See, I'm defining Calvinism by the, by the teachings, not tulip. Yeah. Okay. I'm not saying it's I'm going to go on the street and say you have to believe T stands for total depravity. That's what you're you yeah. keep saying. And so what folks, what I hope you do is watch what he's done. Go back and rewatch this or re-listen to this and and take notes to see how many times Ray has contradicted himself. That shows you how little he understands what is being said and what the issues are. Okay? The the fact is that when we look at this, we, you're saying I'm anathema not for anything that the Bible doesn't teach. Show me one thing that I've said that the, I have that I can't that can't be supported with Scripture. Because the reality is, you whether you realize it or not, when I in the cross examination agreed with Calvinism, you just don't understand what Calvinism is. You agree with my position. So guess what? If I'm anathema based on my belief, so are you. No, I'm not, I'm not uh,
5: agreeing you. It's just your uh, assumption.
0: Well, go back and re-listen, because I asked you the yes-no questions. That's why I wanted yes-no questions. I asked you very specific questions that were very specifically defining how do- Calvinism is defined, and you agreed with each five points. You just don't know what the five points actually are. You just know well, tulip guess, uh, and the you know what I
5: understand, and then I did not <clears> say that that's what I believe. I well, uh, you made me you made me uh, define what Calvinism is on my own words. So I Do and, and, you, and re- you know why I did that, Ray? I, okay. Do you I know why I did that with those uh, Calvinism, yeah. that is useless and dangerous. And you, that is Ray. Do you know why I did that? Uh, heretical a heretical uh, doctrine.
0: Do you know why I did that? It's a very specific reason, Ray. The first thing I did was I I I used I asked you whether you believed, and I went through all the five points we, of Calvinism. Uh, we'll the okay, questions? hold
2: on, hold on. I, not,
5: uh, are we down. going to debate here more? I, no, no, no. Well, I, if you follow. want to be done,
2: we can be we can end yeah. it, and I'll just drop you out. I mean, we can go ahead and have a show without you in it. I mean, that's fine. But I was trying to actually let you guys you know, talk yeah. about the questions <clears> and and talk about them respectfully. Um, for, for, so what I'm sides. saying here is.
5: Everything is I'm hearing right now is all of uh, assumption and Okay, uh, So, so, and just listen, just so I think we are going to Both end you the the debate.
0: If well, one, no end it out. well, you okay. could you could leave any time. We'll keep talking about you because we're going to keep exposing what you did, and you, you could, okay. that's fine. Up to uh, you. You uh, don't want to learn.
5: To do that, if, but are we not gonna pray to so, end our <clears> discussion?
0: Well, we we're, we're we will, but you know, I know that you this don't want to AM. allow me to point this out to you and i understand i understand so what i did within the cross examination ray was i i defined calvinism without using the labels and you agreed with all five points then i asked you for the definition and what that exposed is this you agree with what calvinism actually teaches and you don't know what it actually teaches because i asked you to put I it. agree okay. a little of
5: it doesn't mean that i agree all
0: okay the the fact right. you keep talking over me so so let me let me um let me do this <clears throat>
2: I want to point one thing out real quick. Uh, Ray, just so we know, you have a complete permission to use this in its entire context, but not to rip it apart and, and do things like that. This is the, the intellectual property of striving for eternity. And so you're welcome to use this as is without chopping it up but not no. to just and slaughter it, okay? Well, so just to
0: make sure you understand that. So I want to define something for for the audience, <clears throat> and this is something that uh, I wanted to, to expose, that this is what you saw tonight. It's called the Dunning-Kruger effect. Let me define it. The Dunning-Kruger effect is, a, uh, <clears throat> is a, an argument that's made when someone overstates their own ability— and has a high view of of what they're able to do, and and underestimate their own ability. Or so, in other words, <clears throat> they claim they know something that they're actually ignorant of. Now, what you what you heard tonight was Ray agreeing with when I defined Calvinism. He actually agreed with what Calvinism actually teaches. A small part of it, and and then. When he, got, when he got to defining each of the five points, he misrepresented all five points. And so that is a great example of the, the Dunning-Kruger effect because Ray actually claims he could teach Calvinism. Now, he could teach it incorrectly, okay? The reality is the most of you in my audience here know that I do not claim to be a Calvinist. I don't use that label, but I can still teach what Calvinism is. I don't have to be a Muslim. I could argue, make arguments for Islam, Why? Because I understand what they teach. One of the things that I'm known for, you know, my book, What Do They Believe? I go around the world. I can debate with Muslims. And one thing they've always said, I don't misrepresent what they say. Same thing with Mormons. Same thing, well, Jehovah Witnesses don't debate. But, you know, when I go around and speak with Jehovah Witnesses or any of those groups, one of the things is they say I don't misrepresent them. Why? Because I actually try to understand the positions that people hold. That is not what you got saw here from Ray tonight. He didn't even understand what my positions were. Now, I, I will admit that I had the disadvantage because I tried listening to his debates and they weren't in English. <laughs> so he has the advantage that there's plenty of stuff he could read on me, uh, plenty of teaching out there from Striving for Eternity, from our courses that are out there. He had he had the ample opportunity to see what I actually believe. I've taught on these things plenty of times. He, instead. As you see, he that didn't happen. This is a no. perfect example of the Dunning-Kruger effect, folks. Is when someone overemphasizes their uh, their own ability uh, that they think they have a high ability for something that when it's given to the task they. They're not up to it, and that's the reason James White didn't want to do this debate. This is the reason that so many said that I shouldn't do the debate. But what I, I hope uh, that folks will respond to see, that, yeah, about you could, James White, yeah, you, we, we, you, hopefully, what you guys see is that this is I, I, the impression that everyone seems to have that from the hundreds of people that contacted me is this is a man who thinks highly of himself and wants to get it get publicity. Um, I if that's the case it's not going to work in his favor but uh you know what what we did see is someone who doesn't understand the issues that he's debating go ahead and okay, respond
5: so, um, um, uh, the, about James White because James White that's the that's the response of James White why because he he thought that I was the one posting the about Islam
2: Okay. Uh, no,
0: but actually, actually no. White, that's
5: that's fades. But if you
0: read what James said, he said the, the, the thesis statement's yeah. a non-starter, right? Yeah. Okay, Yeah. so he said that the, he, he says... The, the
5: post there is about Islam, uh, Calvinist...
0: And he Calvinist says, further, God, if you Islam came up... Yeah. So re, read what All he right? says, context matters. He says, further, if you came up with the statement above. So yes. you're saying cool. he did think cool. that you came up with the statement above. Obviously he's not, because he's asking the question, if you came up with the statement above. It's a rhetorical the,
5: question, right? Yeah, it,
0: it's the point of he's saying he doesn't believe, he doesn't know if you came up with it. So, what you just said, yeah, is a, yeah. you said that's, he that's did why think James it. White
5: cannot, would not uh, debate me because of that. He thought that I was the one making the statement above.
0: Okay. But no, because he's saying uh, if you did. He said if you did, so he doesn't think you, he doesn't know if you did. That's so why RA, context uh, matters. I'd like,
2: suggest, I'd like to suggest real quick that you yeah. know, if, if you uh, want to debate uh, Dr. White, Uh, Call him up and set up a schedule to debate him. Um, He's not in here right now, but we are here to have a discussion with you. uh, And that's why, hold on, that's why we brought in uh, Pastor Nilo uh,
0: and uh, Brother Andrew. You want to introduce uh, Pastor Nilo for a moment, real quick? Well, um, or I could let me introduce myself. But Pastor Nilo is a pastor down in the Philippines. Um, I I can't remember. Did Pastor? Did we meet when I was out there preaching in in the Philippines?
3: Maybe I attended one of the with you and Doctor Lawson. Maybe
0: no, I wasn't I wasn't with Lawson. I was I I was there with uh, Justin Peters. So ah, if yeah, you came yeah. to that That's one,
3: what, I was there in at the Sky uh, Dome, North, uh, Nord SM. Okay. Yes.
0: So you go. I wanted to bring you in. You had you had some questions.
3: Yeah, I have a question because uh, Brother RA. Uh, Philippians one twenty nine. It's very clear. I can understand it. God gave two things to to us believers. One is belief, and the other one is suffering. And uh, I think when you explained it, uh, it is not. I I think you did not uh, do justice to to explaining it. God gave us two things. It is it not only belief means he gave us belief. But not only believe, but also to suffer. Do you believe that? Do you do you do you agree
5: uh, with me? In the sense that uh, God gave everything, not only us. God also is giving suffering to other people. In that, uh, if that's your understanding of the verse, but it says there it is given in the behalf of Christ. Mm-hmm. It's not. Uh, it's not. Uh, it's not about your Calvinism. You know, you're you're yeah. taking the again the the. Uh, this this verse out of context because the context is for believers. We are given in the behalf of Christ not only to believe. It is given on the behalf of Christ, not only yes. to believe on Him but also to suffer. Okay. It, the, uh, the Bible did not say that you are uh, you are given the faith to believe. No, that is uh, if if you if, in the sense that everything is given by God. According, I mean, even your life. Uh, let 's say faith, yes, I believe also that faith is a gift from God, but it 's not given unilaterally to uh, to each in, i mean to to selected people no uh just like uh god giving uh giving life to atheists is giving faith to atheists, but it doesn 't mean against Ricky, against Ricky god. from
0: Ricky from two, from g uh, two uh, twenty ministries asks it this way. So, do you believe that unbelievers suffer on behalf of Christ? You said that unbelievers suffer from that verse. No, do you- uh,
5: what I'm saying is also unbelievers, since they are suffering. That is not. Uh, that is also given by God. It's not. Uh, it's not about the verse. The verse is all about the same. The verse is all about the church. So, if it is all about the church, it doesn't mean that you don't have the capacity to believe or the, uh, you cannot respond to believe. No, that is that is not biblical. Man can respond uh, positively and negatively because he is responsible for not believing to Christ. If he is not responsible, that means he is incapable. So Calvinism is wrong to think that man... Uh, man i mean man is uh, or the elect has given faith so that they can believe me so that is injustice giving faith to some people not to everyone when god says that he 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 is uh, willing to save all not willing that any should perish so that is in uh, not biblical then you can debate for, uh, about uh, about that, or you can disagree with me about that issue.
3: Thank you, uh, brethren, for taking me in. I think uh, I will have a, a personal debate with Brother R <laughs> in the future.
0: <laughs> <coughs> yeah, but you know, just be warned that he claims you you'll agree with him when you don't.
3: <laughs> uh, no, I, I know how to <laughs> uh, how to handle it. <laughs> thank you, thank you. <clears throat>
5: Again, uh, if you're going to debate with me regarding, I am still uh, open for that. But the same topic, I will not be debating any uh, letter T, letter U, like that, waste yeah. of time. Let's so the agree. same topic, I am uh, still challenging because as of this time, I have never seen a uh, useful uh about Calvinism, if we are going to embrace it, now, folks, just Again, listen. To, listen to what he just said, folks. That. You just got it. That's I that's the key of the whole debate. In Calvinism that is. Folks, li- listen
0: to listen to what he just said. He's he's never seen what what we've spent a whole three hours discussing. He's never seen it. No one's ever presented it to him. The fact is, is that. What he's doing is a fallacy of equivocation. When he says the word Calvinism, he uses it two different ways for however he wants to use it to win the debate. Folks, a man (laughs) who's focused on winning a debate rather than truth is not a man to follow. Okay? That's your assumption. No, 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 no. That's a fact. That's a fact that it doesn't matter who it is. Anyone anyone who is willing to, to see my heart. You're right, I, I don't, don't see, see your heart, but you know what I do your, see? I do see think. the logical fallacies. I do see the logical fallacies that you've been doing. I do see the fact that you, you aren't listening. You, you haven't listened fallacies? at all. Yeah. Excuse me?
5: What what logical fallacies specifically?
0: Well, I've shown the straw man. I've shown. I just mentioned one if you were listening, and this is part of the thing. You're not listening. I just explained the fallacy of equivocation, which you've done throughout this entire three hours, where you use the word Calvinism two different ways and so when when it's convenient for you use it one way when it's when it's not you use it a different way that is a logical fallacy it's it's when you use one word with two different meanings okay this is this is why we i asked you for definitions because this is the thing that people do. You use the straw man over and over and over again. Now, here's the thing. When I say these things, and you go back and listen, I support them with examples. You did not. You just make claims. This is the sign of someone, and I'm sorry, you're right, I don't know you, but this is the sign that people have of a prideful person, someone who just wants to win and and see themselves. And uh, so, are we going to <clears throat>
5: end this because uh, we can accuse back and forth? And uh... Well, the,
0: the thing is, I'm trying are to you help gonna, uh... you right now, Ray. Uh, I'm trying to, to help you, or I have to I'm, end, I'm, uh, leave. I'm trying to help you right now, okay? Because if if you're, because they are
5: accusing back and forth, and we cannot, uh, we can. I don't have all day to
0: accuse. You guys. Oh no, I I, I rest assured that you're going to do that. Again, you're going to do that in a monologue afterwards.
5: Me, um, <clears> I can also use it against you. You're you're gonna yeah, that, sure, going to do that, I'm sure, in a monologue. And and
2: okay. No end. Can so, I can I close this up by asking you a question, RA? I, I do want to ask you. Okay. So maybe, uh, hold, maybe on, you hold on. Hold some on. Hold on. This way, Hold on. Let's breathe for a minute, and I want to ask a question. Can you tell us the gospel of Jesus Christ and tell those that are on the in the audience? What must they do to be saved? Yeah,
5: right. So, as the Apostle <clears throat> Paul says, believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved. That's the uh, simple answer of the Apostle Paul. But when, if you're going to ask me to explain it to uh, the unbelievers, maybe there are unbelievers, Calvinists are uh, right there, uh, right here, uh, listening. So, I would like to uh, explain to them the gospel that uh, we are all sinners. And uh, Romans chapter 5, verse number 12, by one man sin entered into the world. I'm going to use it. That, uh, and then also going to Romans chapter 3, verse number 10. As it is written, there is no righteous, no, not one, to 12. And then, uh, also, I'm going to use Romans three twenty three. 23, where all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. So I'm going to use it. And uh, Romans six twenty three, that the wages of sin is death, and there are uh, two kinds of death uh, Physical and uh, spiritual death And I'm going to explain uh, Revelation chapter 21 Verse number 8 The second death And uh, in the lake of fire And that is the ultimate uh, uh, Destination of man Because of sin And after that uh, I'm going to explain to him The heart of the Bible John 3:16. God doesn't want you to go to hell He loves you very much That he sent his son Jesus Christ To die in your stead And paid your sins And uh, after that is I'm gonna uh, read again Romans 3, six twenty three. But for the wages of sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. No, you cannot uh, save yourself because uh, you're doomed to hell. So you need to trust the Savior and Lord Jesus Christ in your heart. Romans chapter ten, re- uh, verse number nine and ten. And then I would ask him to. Uh, uh, this is what you're going to do. Better, A, uh, admit that you're a sinner and repent. And then, letter B, believe uh, the Lord Jesus Christ. That's uh, the answer of the Apostle Paul. Believe that He is God and He can save you. It's not you. Uh, Believe means trust. Trust Him that He died for your sins, buried and rose again the third day, according to the Scriptures. Then trust Him that
0: uh, His work on the cross can save you.
5: That's it. That's the Gospel.
0: So... Justin let me try and take a shot at this cuz the gospel is I uh, not I would, it's I would not
5: take the questions from the moderator yeah. now uh, I
0: would not the, so uh Justin the the gospel's not a presentation let me take a shot at sharing the gospel cuz if I was unsaved I don't know that I'd follow any of that uh basically it's it's simply this every single one of us have broken God's law we've lied we've sinned we have we've uh, stolen things we've coveted We could look at God's law and know that we're guilty before an infinitely holy, infinitely just God. And because of that, there is an infinite consequence that comes with it. Because God is so holy that he has a consequence for those who break his law. And that consequence is called the lake of fire, with burning and brimstone forever and ever. You and I cannot save ourselves. There's no good works we could do. We're not going to be a good person and our genealogy doesn't save us. What saves us is what Christ did 2000 years ago on the cross being truly God. He is an eternal being being an eternal being. He could pay an eternal fine for more than one person. He could pay for all people and his death on that cross is the payment of sin. Being a man being truly man. He can pay a fine for human beings. He Is a perfect sacrifice because he never broke the law. So, being God, he can pay the eternal fine. Being a man, he could pay the fine for human beings. So, that's what makes Jesus Christ unique. Once he died on that cross, the payment was made. Now, is the offer of grace or mercy. Because the fact is that the justice, and this is why only within Christianity do you have a God that is both just and merciful. Because in his justice, he punished fully, the full way to sin. He took it upon himself. And now that it's been paid, he can offer mercy to those who do not deserve it. And so we, we receive Christ. We have to respond. True, we respond. We respond to what God is doing in us. Because God starts with the Holy Spirit convicting us of sin, helping us to understand the guilt of our sin. And then he works through us so that we will respond exactly as he intended us to respond. God gets 100% of the credit. We take none because we are wretched sinners who are undeserving of his grace and mercy. And so the reality is that if we believe that Jesus is God. And turn from our sin, not sins, sin, singular. We're turning from pride, we're turning from trusting self and what we could do and turn to Christ, then we could have eternal life. But just saying a prayer doesn't do it. Just sitting there and, and wishing that you can have eternal life in heaven, not good enough. Why? Because that's still self. It's it's giving up of self, Realizing there is nothing but Christ. Christ is all. That's the gospel message. And so if there's any listening, and and if you're listening and you don't know Christ, I would plead with you to turn to Christ and live. And and note that unlike Ray, I'm not going to anathematize people that the Bible doesn't anathematize. That's dangerous to do. To be calling people unsaved—that's that, to put yourself in a position where only God is. In fact, James speaks of that, the danger of that. When, when he says, "When we judge one, we judge our brother," we're putting ourselves in the position of being a God. That's dangerous. No. We cannot do such things. I do you know, now note throughout this, I did not anathematize Ray, nor are people that don't hold to Calvinism, but he did. He did say that based on the beliefs, I'm not saved. Interesting. I would challenge anyone to listen to that gospel presentation, tell me what's wrong with it from scripture. Because the reality is, the gospel It's not the hearing of the gospel that saves us. It's Christ. It's the teaching. It's what Christ actually did that saves us. So, I hope that some, those that, if there's any who don't know Christ, that you will repent, turn to Christ, and live. And those who do know, I hope that that this debate has been helpful in teaching. One of the things we do on this show, the whole Part of this is to teach apologetics, and so why would we take the debate for a very simple reason? We we want to show you guys how to properly do debates and how not to, to expose error. But you know, hopefully for Ray that he would he would take some time. And this is my heartfelt thing for you, Ray, is that you would you would humble yourself, relook at this, and, and ask yourself: Are there things that you should have? listened to before responding. If you think that you made no errors in this debate, if you really believe that, I'm not saying you do, then that would be pride. Because we pointed out many to you. And what you've done is instead of heeding that counsel, heeding that correction, you went on to attack me. That again would be evidence of pride. Is it pride? I don't know. I can only look at the behavior and say it looks like evidence of it. And so I would I would challenge you. Because you know what, Ray? You don't answer to me. You don't answer to Pastor Justin. You will answer to God. So will mm-hmm. I. So will Justin. And so if you think you're so right, I don't think I'm so right. I know there's areas, my theology, that God's going to correct me when I stand on Judgment Day. But if you think that you're so right you can anathematize people... You're in a dangerous place, my friend, and so I really want you to consider that. I want you to consider that because you're going to stand before God. You don't. I'm, you're not accountable to me. But I'll tell you this also: if your response to this debate is to to go and claim you won, and claim that I agreed with you, and I don't know if he pulled his ear pieces out so that he doesn't have to hear. But if you claim that, he's not I'm not sure. He might be listening to speaker. But if you're going to claim that you won and claim that I agreed with you after countless times of me saying that's not true, then that would expose some pride and some error. So I really want you to think about that. Okay? It's, it's something you really need to be careful of. You know, you, you don't seem to have a very good reputation from what I can see down in the Philippines. A lot of people have a very negative view of you. That should concern you. The fact that so many people are are concerned about it, if you're not concerned about that, that's a dangerous place to be. So, yep, someone is saying his body language speaks for itself, and that's true. Yeah. You know, it'd be good. I I wish I could get all the comments that have been flying by. I know that, uh, you know, the, the, the comments are... Uh, unfortunately I don't think he, they, we can save them. Uh, it'd no. be, it'd be great to save these and put this into a, um, I'm going to try to see if I can, if I can get here and, and do it. But, um, the, the, the comments here would be great for you to go back and read Ray, go and read the comments. See see the response of, of what people are seeing, just looking at, at how you're handling yourself. I'm gonna to try to do the same to see, you know, because so many comments, to see if there's things where I need to 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 evaluate myself. So Justin, you wanna you wanna close us out in prayer?
2: Yeah, let's pray, guys. Um Dear Heavenly Father, we just want to come before you and pray, God, that uh, that anyone that's that's heard this message today didn't hear uh uh, these the, the debate and argument over just uh, tulip or this or that position, but they heard the heart of the gospel of Jesus Christ, Lord. That Your Word has resonated within the hearts of those that are lost, Lord. God, God in heaven, we want to take a time and ask God that You would save out of this message. And and Lord, debates we you know that debates become can become hard and and people can give it solid in one position or the other, but the point is the gospel of Jesus Christ. Lord, we are dead in trespass and trespassing sin. We are completely incapable of coming to you on our own. We need you for even our very breath. But not only that, Lord, we need you to save our wicked souls because none of us will come after you, as your word says. Mm-hmm. Lord, we are, we are ones that, that love our sin. And we do need you to regenerate our dead hearts. And God, we would ask, Lord, that you would do that for this someone tonight. That they may hear this message in the Philippines, Lord, that they may hear the message that they haven't maybe heard, maybe maybe in, in Uganda or maybe in, in Russia or maybe here in America, or maybe my, my family, maybe Andrew's family, maybe Ray or his family would hear this message, and they would come to repentance, they would come to Christ because you're worthy. Lord, you're worthy of all the glory and praise, and we thank you for the opportunity to lift you up and and to represent you, Lord. All the the errors that we've made, the, the where we've been argumentative or whatever, where we have have been ungracious, Lord, we we ask you to forgive us. And during this time, Lord, we ask you to to let that not light on the ears of the the people that hear this message, Lord. That that they will hear the humble hearts of those that want to glorify you, and may your name be praised in Jesus' name, Amen. Amen.
0: And so, so I'll, like I said, uh, I'm going to put the, this out. I'll put out an b- article on Striving for Eternity with the link to this debate and some all the exchange that we had. One of the reasons I'm going to do that, folks, is so that you can see in the exchange, you'll see how uh, you could just see the character of Ray where he kept saying that I was making excuses as if I was trying to get out of the debate. You'll see where I said over and over again, "I'm doing." we were doing this debate with or without him. We, you know, I'm not trying. He ca- called me a coward. Okay. A Coward's the one trying to get out of the debate. Uh, he blocked me when I asked him to define Calvinism. Uh, th- those are things that you're going to be able to see, and you're going to see in his own words. So he can claim it, oh, you're misrepresenting me. Folks, you're going to read it for yourself, and you can see the behavior. And th- This is why someone like this should not be debating. He-, he shouldn't be teaching, and he definitely should not be claiming to be a pastor.
5: Again, those accusations can be thrown to you, man. Yeah, you, you can, but you know what the thing so, is? I'm going to uh, put all the
0: context out, and people are going to see Thank you very
5: it. much for your uh, kind attention, but you're being, uh, you are been accusing here back and forth, so there's no reason to stay. Thank you guys for uh, having me here, and I think okay. I'm going to leave now yeah. yeah, because... Okay. Uh, I would hope that you would learn you're something, starting, but... And, uh, you good know. that you came out so, from your mouth right
4: now, so...
0: Yeah, the things that are coming out are truth that people will see for themselves, and that's the um, thing, you know... Um, You're going to see for yourself, right? That's the thing, folks, someone that just makes claims, because this is what everyone's warned me he will do, and we're going to see if he does, that he's going to be making these claims, Uh, but we're going to put out the evidence so people will see. You'll be able to read it for yourself. You know, it's really interesting because people make a claim, but then when they make a claim and can't support it with evidence, it's a bad thing. Right,
2: I, I've I've been shocked. I'm going to be honest. I thought it would be a, a much better debate uh, on his end. I was hoping for that, um, guys. He affirmed uh, Calvinism. I mean, he affirmed tulip. He didn't even know he it. Kept saying, he didn't. He he didn't realize it. That's why I kept. When you, I mean, I, I'll be honest with you. I want to raise. I, I want to raise. I didn't say hardly anything. And, and you know me, uh, I, I I can't believe I didn't say anything. <laughs> you got
0: uh, Anthony over here laughing at that one.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Anthony, do I not deserve a raise for that? I mean, come on, I didn't say hardly anything.
0: Uh, you got Got to in here. He, he, Anthony, yeah. you come in. Well, he's there. We go. There we go.
2: I deserve a raise. You gotta admit, man. I didn't say anything, and you know me better than this. You deserve, deserve a raise, a raise. <laughs> <laughs> uh, g- guys. Guys, in, in all honesty, uh, I, I don't. Andrew never questioned his salvation, guys. He never tried to 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 accuse him of not being saved. And I think I counted probably you know fifteen times or better where the even at the last moment where he said, you know, we're going to be praying for you Calvinists, you know. And it's like he kept on trying to poke that in there, and that blew me away because it was mm-hmm. like, okay, you you don't have to believe mm-hmm. in, in in Calvinism,
0: but but, like, but, don't but you know what's interesting about that? What was the question he asked me? He asked me that question as if if I said that he wasn't saved because of his teachings, right? That would be wrong. Yeah. yeah. And that, and that's that's one of the things you see with this with this gentleman is. I mean, I, I would challenge you guys, go back, re-watch this, re-listen to this, and just listen carefully, and you're going to see, there were, count, there were a number of times that he misrepresented, he contradicted himself, so he's going to say, I misrepresented him, well, if I misrepresented him, it's because, you know, he didn't, he kept saying, he kept speaking out of both sides of his mouth. Oh yeah, and and, and it, it floored me because
2: because every time you pointed out the 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 doctrines, not the you know tulip, but the actual doctrines of scripture. Okay, and he's so- like, yeah, I affirm this, I affirm that, I affirm yeah, you know, I affirm limited atonement, but I don't believe in it. I, I don't, I affirm you know total depravity, but I don't believe in it. I, I affirm you know eternal security, which you know we don't, you know, I don't believe in it. It's like. Okay, come on.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean he, he didn't even see what I was doing with that. And that's why when he, I th- you know, if he realized it, he, that's maybe that's why he didn't want me to discuss it toward the end. I'm going to I won't say who this is because he, it was just sent to me privately, but this is so funny. Someone just texted me, "Thank you for clarifying why I will never do debates. I got a sore throat and I'm yelling at my screen. <laughs> You're a wiser and more Whoa, patient man. man than me." <laughs> Oh wow! <laughs> you know, uh, that's the,
2: the sad part that broke my heart, and I'm going to be t- out of all of it, was him taking out the ear pieces. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I'm I'm not trying to accuse him, but but all I saw was that the gospel was not as important as the debate. Yeah. I I mean th- th- that's a heartbreak. Guys, I mean, if somebody asked
0: me, uh, what verses are you well, going to well, use? Well, hold on. Uh, I, let, me, let me be fair with it, because he took it out. He, you know, I, I, I'm trying to remember if he took it out when, when I, I was know. explaining the gospel. I think, he, I think he did. I thought he, t- well, he wrote, you know what, you might be right. I, I'm trying I to remember he when he took it out. I don't know if it was at that or when I was trying to communicate to him some things that he just didn't want to hear. And and folks, listen, for all of us, all of us, we should never be in a position where we turn away, we, we turn a deaf ear when people say hard things to us. No. Um, you know, Justin, maybe not so much with you. Anthony's right here. Uh, Anthony, would it be fair to say that you and I have said hard things to one another no, over the, the, the years, years we've known each other, I think, I think we're
1: picking each other's uh, microphone up. Yeah, absolutely. We have, and uh, and we have to be humble enough to be able to to hear that and listen first before we start to respond. And uh, he he obviously couldn't do that tonight. I, I was actually really disappointed. I was actually scared for him um, walking into this debate against you in the first place. <laughs> Let alone, um, I I still can't figure You're out out in in, in all in these, these hours, hours what one... his point
0: was. Yeah, and that that's actually the thing. <laughs> if after if three hours people are still confused on his point that's that's not a good debater yeah. and and he, he kind of positions himself as a debater
2: yeah well you know guys if you think about it it doesn't have to be you know I, I know everything about Calvinism perfectly it, it can be it can be, hey, I I, I disagree with this point, and that point, with respect. But what I noticed was, was there was very little respect, you know, in that, in, in the in his tone and in character, you know. So, anyway, I don't know if you guys have anything else or not,
0: Anthony. You've been sitting here, <laughs> quiet, quiet, no yes. less.
1: Yeah, well, well, I would say that. Um, Usually, when people argue against Calvinism, they're emotional arguments, and there's not much substance to them. and And we saw that tonight. It was it was pretty classic what he did. I just the thing I, I couldn't understand is why he kept going back to the evangelism piece. You kept trying to dispel that issue. He kept going back to it. It seems like that was his only real point. He was trying to make. Yeah, throughout the entire time. And he went back to it. I think he, he went back to batch it six or seven times before I kind of turned to him like, why evangelism again? Like, I just wanted to beat my head against the desk.
0: Well, because I think what it was, was that was his his only way of trying to use the fallacy of equivocation, to use it two different ways. And that's why I brought up the point of saying, okay, then, then by his definition, the rapture is useless and dangerous because I, I don't share that in the gospel. I mean, there's a whole lot of doctrines I don't share when I'm presenting the gospel. That doesn't make it useless and dangerous. Um, I, I really liked, and, and, and Pastor Justin, I'm going to ask you, you know, was I right in where you were going with that Isaiah 19?
2: Yeah, yeah. because that was <clears throat> my point, is he was saying John 3.16, if you wouldn't use that, and then he said all of John uh, 3, you know, if you wouldn't use that entire thing. That's why I asked the question, uh, go to Isaiah 19 would you use that? No, I'm going to tell you. I'll use every single verse in the Bible. You're not going to tell me that that I can't, you know, use a verse in the Bible. Um but his his argument was completely off. You know, you have to use this, you have to use this and 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 you, why didn't you use it this way in evangelism? Well, I can use any verse. But, no, normally I'm not going to use just one verse to make you happy. I'm, you know, I'm going to to many different passages. And, of course, you know, my favorite one would be 2 Corinthians 5.21, you know. Yeah. When i that's that's okay. one of the, my my go to's is this, you did. I mean, you you hit it right out of the park. I'm just like, man, go for it, brother.
0: <laughs> so I, I I removed the banner so we could see the name because I know you giggled when yeah. when John came in here in the back and yeah, i about we, died y- laughing. Y- you were laughing at it, so you put his for his name as he came in, John yeah. the Calvinist heretic. <laughs> so, John, welcome.
6: Hey, guys, um, that was. Uh, a fascinating uh, debate. Um, I wanted to bring out one point and ask him a question about when he brought up uh, John three sixteen, and you wanted Andrew to expound on that and actually uh, use you know some actual verses that for context. He. He kind of uh, condemned you for it and said, oh, no, I just want you to just focus on John 3, 16. But later on, when I think he was trying or when you mentioned something about Ephesians or Philippians, I can't remember. And then he wanted to go ahead and actually continue on with other verses with that particular verse <laughs> it turned out that he wanted to use something in context. Yeah. But yet he, I, I didn't get that. I mean it's like, well, that is just being completely uh hypocritical, you know, Damn. as far as he, he goes. I mean he, he he condemned you for wanting to use context with John John three sixteen. But well when it came to I mean you wanting to use well, a particular verse uh, anyways.
0: Well, I think it was consistent, though. It was consistent in the sense that you saw him doing that throughout, where he's using different words. How it's it, it, it seemed like he was more about trying to win a debate than actually teach anything or get to the truth or understand the position. Because yeah. what was exposed is that he doesn't know Calvinism. Yeah. He, he really doesn't understand yeah. the teachings of it. He, he doesn't know how to, he can't define it, he can't explain it, uh, and, and then you get to the point that he's going to say, he, and he's a teacher, he could teach this stuff, you could teach it incorrectly, but you can't teach it. I mean, it, it's, he, we really have a problem. Now, let me do one thing real quick, because, you know, I, I knew we weren't going to do this during the debate. But uh, I, we do have to give a shout out to our sponsors. So uh, you thought that I wouldn't. You thought I'd forget there, Justin. But uh, no, I didn't. Actually, I thought
2: you were about halfway through because you noticed I was about to fall asleep. At yeah. That.
0: <laughs> so uh, the show is sponsored by My Pillow. Uh, they they support us here, keeping us going. So um, if you want to if you want to get yourself a great American made pillow products, there just go to MyPillow.com. Use promo code SFE. Uh, those are regular listeners. You know I love my pillows. Uh, I love all the products I've tried so far. I love their mattress topper, their towels. Uh, got their slippers. They got a lot of products and all of them are really, really well well made. Uh, if you go to uh, mypillow.com, use promo code SFE, you can get their pillows, the lowest price ever, $40 off uh, for their premium pillow. You can also call 1-800-873-0176. That's 800-873-0176. So my pillow is one of the supporters. If you want to support us directly, you can go to org slash support. Monthly gifts would be very much welcomed, uh, you know, regular guests because we have regular bills. Uh, f- just to remind you that if you want to have uh, us come and speak at your church, you could just go to, you can just email us at speaker at strivingforeternity.org. Speaker at strivingforeternity.org. And uh, this is a show we do weekly, so we want to encourage you all come back next week. Uh, I don't know that we have a set topic, but I do know somebody who was prepared. We do have a set topic.
1: You do. You have uh, the Mormon guy
0: coming. Oh, in. that's right. That's right. Next week. Okay. Like, yeah. So, no, so next week he, he's right. got to come Thank in. Thank you. I've been reading Bill, the book. Bill McKeever uh, from Mormon Research Ministry will be here. We're going to discuss evangelizing to Mormons. Uh, the week after, what I think may happen is because we weren't sure uh, if Ray was going to show up, uh, there is someone that wanted to discuss Calvinism. So we're going to see if he want if he'll come in uh, in two weeks, and maybe we'll we'll pick this up. But we're here. Each Thursday night, uh, for many of you who are in the Philippines watching maybe for the first time, we're on the same time every week, so it'll be, I guess, 9 o'clock your time in the morning, uh, Friday morning. So if you want to come in, ask any questions um, about any topic, uh, we are here to answer those as best we can. We'll look into Scripture in context. Crazy idea. But uh, we're going to look at context and answer them. I know, it's a a crazy thing. It Um, is weird, isn't it? I, I, you know, I, it, did, I will say that, did you see that he was actually surprised, Justin, when we said that there weren't any verses for like seven, 800 years, like they weren't added in and he was, well, what does that have to do with anything? Yeah. <laughs> now yeah. He, he made a, a good point in the sense of saying, look at the Proverbs, because the book of Proverbs is a series of general, generalisms. Okay. But each one of them have a context within itself. And it's granted that there's one and then another, then another, then another. Okay. That is true. But again, that's missing the point of what we're saying, right? They each have a context. That book has a context that here are general. All of Proverbs is not that way. Okay. It's only chapters uh, 10 through uh, 29. It's not the first nine chapters. It's not the last two chapters. That's so, right. so that that's like in those you have totally different. You have to, so when it comes to hermeneutics, we do have to interpret them differently. And so, uh, I think uh, Rob, who is who came in early with a, a question, hopefully he'll come in in two weeks and we can we could get into th- uh, that discussion as well uh, that he yeah. had with with God's decrees. If if I didn't answer him well enough because we really didn't get into that. So, any other things we have for tonight? I know we've gone way into Anthony time. Uh,
2: yeah, we, I, we hit hit it out of the park, man, this, what, three hours and 40 minutes?
0: I think that, I th- hey, look, I'll say this, I, and I think it was this guy over here, Anthony, that probably posted it. I saw someone from Striving Fraternity, which is one of the three of us that, that said that Ray was just stalling to you know so we could get into Anthony time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: like two hours ago. Yeah. Yeah. He's guilty.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh,
1: Thanks, Rance, the best why? thing you did all night.
2: I was going to say I, I knew we were going to hit that as soon as we started getting you know almost to the end and we, we didn't get to the questions yet. We're like, Mel- oh,
0: Melissa, yeah, we're, we're Melissa going. says, Andrew and Anthony are going to have a pillow fight at their sleepover. <laughs> somebody had posted there was over two
2: thousand comments. I don't know how you see that, but I but well somebody that saw would it. be just from Facebook.
0: Oh, is it because he he was looking in Facebook? Uh, there are there are comments here. I don't know if I'm going to be able to grab. I think I could grab. Yeah, I can grab the the YouTube comments, so that's good. Okay. I so. wish we
2: could get them all because I mean, there was a lot of really good comments and good discussions. There were. So,
0: it was uh, yeah. it was Pastor
1: Aaron Stogner who brought that up, and by the way, today is his birthday
0: hold the mic to you he's he's what, Aaron Stogner's he's, birthday he's is like today 13 or 14 so, now, right? so what we're going to do since <laughs> happy since happy birthday since Aaron Stogner's birthday is today and Anthony hey, brought it heard. up we're going to listen to Dr. Anthony Silvestro sing a solo of happy birthday to yeah, Aaron Stogner. sing
2: it so low nobody can
1: hear it <laughs> <laughs> i'm still on mute <laughs>
0: all right folks I hope this has been uh helpful to y'all I hope that that uh if this maybe not learning so much about Calvinism but at least learning how not to debate um you know um someone's saying I need a beard too I love my wife and she doesn't like beards you just look tomorrow his beard's gonna be gone it is so uh happy birthday to Aaron thanks all for for checking this out I hope it's been helpful to you and uh we'll see you next week. All right. God bless. And we're out of here.
6: Sick of being upsold at gyms.